0: fire yeah yeah hang on april <laughs>
1: turtle flakes podcasters rob and josh
0: cowabunga dudes and dudettes and welcome to episode number four of turtle flakes and with me is my co-host rob
1: hey
2: josh how, how you doing, doing
0: man good how are you
2: i'm doing well man i've got uh, lots of good stuff to talk about today i'm really pumped up about this episode
0: so am i i feel like we're overdue
2: <laughs> yeah long overdue man i just going through the news segment and everything i'm like oh gosh we've, we're really behind yeah, it's kind of good, though. I
0: know our last episode was a little bit longer, but uh, I feel like we have uh, quantity and quality.
2: Yeah, well, I know we got quantity. I
0: guess the listeners will have to tell us if we have quality.
2: Yeah, about. exactly. So, uh, so Josh, uh, what you been doing the last few weeks?
0: Oh, well, uh, I've got uh, several pickups. Nice. And uh, this past Saturday, my wife was uh, kind enough to go out and surprise me. Uh, she went to Toys R Us, and she bought all of the Turtles, the release of the, uh, the 80s of Classic Toys. Wow. She bought all four turtles and the splinter and shredder and she opened them because she knew that i never would
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome
0: yeah i I actually went out and purchased them like a week or two prior and i ended up returning them i was like i don't need these they're just gonna sit on the shelf i'm never gonna do anything with them and uh she just went ahead and uh you -hmm. know she knew i had been going through a lot of stuff with work and really busy and she just wanted to do something nice for me so uh, i thought that was pretty awesome
2: josh you picked a good one man (laughs) <laughs> I picked a really good one.
0: <laughs> and uh, also uh, a shout out for you, Rob, uh, because you sent me the Donatello. So I now have a sealed 80s Donatello and uh, an open one. <laughs> uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, so that was Saturday. We, uh, she surprised me with the turtles, and then uh, we watched some of the original 87 series. We, uh, we made some crazy pizzas.
3: Nice. <laughs> and uh, I
0: played the NES game, and I, I posted some pictures on Facebook, and we got uh, several comments and uh, and likes on Facebook. People were into the, uh, the crazy pizzas.
2: <laughs> what was on that pizza, by the way? I saw M&M's. Um, so on the one we
0: had, uh, it was a regular pizza crust, and then we put peanut butter down, uh, sort of as the sauce. <laughs> and then we put um, marshmallows uh, as almost the cheese, kind of. Uh-huh. And then uh, part of it had banana, another part had M&M's, uh, chocolate chips, jelly beans, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that actually yeah, sounds
2: better. really good.
0: <laughs> it was it was really good. Uh, I think my favorite was uh, the the peanut butter with the uh, the bananas.
2: So you guys yeah. ate the whole thing?
0: Uh, no, there were two pieces. We just couldn't finish. <laughs> we we so we earlier we had uh, we had a regular pizza and then we had our dessert pizza afterwards. A regular pizza. We also tried adding some stuff like uh, it was just a pepperoni and cheese, mm-hmm. and I added. Uh, some of the jelly beans and, and things like that under <laughs> the regular pizza so it was kind of crazy well that's way better than the one
2: I tried for that Retro Junkies episode man I had uh, anchovies and oh gosh marshmallows and something else I, I can't even remember what it was and you know I, I listened to, to, to the listeners you know they, they they kind of made the request and everything and the uh, anchovies was one of the most popular picks and stuff and I, I about gagged I got one uh. slice down that was about it <laughs> I didn't have the turtle power that day
0: I remember watching that video. I was like, I, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to hurl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to
2: spew. Spew in this. this. <laughs> Do you have time for a flashback? Why not? All right. Uh, well, today is Monday, September 30th, 2013. And on this very day, back in 1991, Landlord of the Flies, uh, episode 115 of the Fred wolf TMNT cartoon aired on CBS. So, uh, I think this was in Season 5, and Baxter is in this episode, and he has an army of insects at his command, and Shredder captures him and convinces him to use his legion of insects against the turtles. This episode was written by Gordon Bresick, and I did not see this episode. Did you, Josh?
0: It doesn't sound familiar. Uh, Episode 100, I'm guessing that's pretty late in the series. It
2: is, it is, you know, and and surprisingly, really, I think in about 1990 or you know 89 or 90 that's when i started watching the show regularly yeah that was pretty late in the show
0: my guess would be that they probably were cranking out episodes pretty quickly in the beginning you know uh, i think it started what uh, 87 yeah and 88 so i think yeah 90 91 that's probably really their heyday that was probably the year that i started watching too right. um
2: yeah what was it 115 that's crazy already and they still had about five more years after that so there's there's no telling how many episodes were actually released, and I think they had had um, an entire season that was never released.
0: So I bought the uh, the first, there was a DVD I bought at Best Buy, it was like the first four episodes plus some never-before-seen episodes, Um, so there are some on there, but I believe that same DVD is actually, it's the exact same DVD as in the, uh, the complete series, the one that looks like the Turtle Band.
2: Oh yeah, I've got that one.
0: Yeah, so if you look in the extras on there, there are a couple um, never-before-seen episodes in the extras.
2: Gosh, who was the villain towards the end of that series? Was it Lord Drag?
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm almost positive it's Drag. Yeah, yeah, Drag.
2: I don't even remember where he came in from. I don't know if he was from Dimension X or uh, another planet. Who knows? I can I can't really remember. But by that point, I, I don't think I was watching anymore. And then the next mutation came out, and well, <laughs> crickets <laughs> chirp. All right, I guess we got a few shout-outs to give before we get started today. First shout-out we want to give, as always, is to Mark Pellegrini from TMNT Entity, which is uh, tmntentity.blogspot.com. He reviews the classic comics, the classic cartoon, the modern comics, and um, I'm not sure if he's reviewing the Nickelodeon show yet, but I'm sure that's on his list. Very good reviews, very good trivia he offers at the end of his reviews. So go check him out.
0: Our next shout-out is for uh, What the Shell podcast. It's... um feel almost like a kindred spirit. They're another uh, family uh, family friendly turtles podcast. And uh, from what I've heard, they're excellent.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're big fans. And another one is radically retro turtle toy talk, which is a YouTube channel or a YouTube show um, hosted by Sween Halleck. Uh, basically, he reviews toys and in, in every single one of his episodes. And there's no telling how many episodes he has out now. So go check him out on YouTube. He's got a great show. And, and a huge shout out I want to give is to a guy well I don't know his name, but he's got an awesome uh, username on iTunes. <laughs> it's Son of a Gobot. okay? <laughs> so uh, he wrote us a really nice iTunes review, so we really appreciate that. Thanks again, man. That was really nice. And another guy I want to mention is Dan Wilder. Big shout out to Dan. He had some kind of things to say about the show and he recommended us uh, reading the Souls winner saga. So thank you, Dan. really appreciate it. Next, next guy, I want to give a shout out to is um, our good friend and a fellow retro junkie, um, Nick Stevens. He sent me a GameCube game, the TMNT Newton Melee game, and he sent me a GBA uh, or a Game Boy Advance game, Double Pack. Uh, and apparently Konami did the beat em up games. So, Nick, really appreciate it, man. Uh, Nick's a good friend of ours, and that was really nice of him. Thanks a lot, man.
0: Where's mine, Nick?
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh is mad now. Well, what were the two games? Um, it was the the GameCube game, it's um, TMNT Mutant Melee. I, I think that's that's one that I wanted, I think that's the
0: second one um, that came out, well, I want to eventually get them all, but I think, I could be mistaken, but I think that game has an unlockable of the, the original arcade game in it, I think. What? Either that or Turtles in Time. There's one of those, one of the uh, yeah, fairly recently released Turtles games has an extra unlockable in it, yeah.
2: Hey, and, hey, uh, no, no, don't say that online, Nick will want it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the first one that came out on the GameCube And I wasn't really a huge fan of it mm-hmm. um, But So I, I didn't really bother to pick up Like uh, two, Battle Nexus And mm-hmm. I think there's like three and four And uh, from what I've heard, they're really good So uh, that sounds awesome, man Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely I haven't played it yet But I, I did play one of the, the Game Boy Advance games You know, there was two games in one To be honest, I never really played a lot of newer games And I was very impressed And the music in the game was very good I guess I should have expected it to be pretty good since it's a Konami game.
0: But. Well, it's kind of funny. Um, earlier this uh, this weekend on Saturday, uh, I was playing, uh, like I was saying with the pizza and everything. I was playing the the original Turtles game, and the more I played it, the more I liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of funny. I just I think that people would be a lot less harsh on it if they knew that Ultra Games was just you know a different name for Konami to re-release the game. Right. And I think if it had Konami on the on the uh, on the label, I think people would be uh, bigger fans of that game. That is
2: a very good point. And y- you can hear the Konami sound in the game. I mean, it's, the soundtrack for that game is phenomenal.
0: Oh yeah, the, the Overworld map song. Oh love is it. Probably my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. I, I always smile when I hear that song. It's very I
2: upbeat. It. I love it.
0: All right, uh, next shout out is to Eric Sonnichold. Uh, he sent us an email just giving us some feedback uh, about the show. We mm-hmm. really appreciate Eric. And uh, we did send out a pack of Turtle cards to you. And you've also been entered to win the uh, NES cartridge. Thanks for writing us.
2: Yeah, and Michael Thomas, uh, he wrote us a nice uh, email and everything. So uh, once again, you're, uh, you've are you gotten the Turtle cards, hopefully by now. And um, and you've been entered into the, uh, what do you call it?
0: Uh, uh, the NES cartridge uh, sweepstakes.
2: Sweepstakes, the Turtle Flakes sweepstakes. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We also want to give a shout out to Jack Russell. Uh, He also sent us a a feedback email, and he has also received a pack of Turtles cards. And just so everyone knows, uh, we are still planning on giving away the uh, the NES cartridge, uh, but I've upped the ante a little bit, and I'm also planning on giving a re-released NES system. So even if you don't have an original uh, working Nintendo, which... uh, thanks to the 72 pin connector a lot of us don't Uh, (laughs) that's true (laughs) i'm going to be giving away uh, a system one of the newer re-release systems along with the cartridge so uh anybody who wins will be able to play and share with their friends
2: absolutely absolutely and isn't that what the ninja charles are all about it is yeah it's about (laughs) being with your buddies. that's right that's right (laughs) eating pizza Uh uh-huh i
0: I gotta give you a shout out yeah (laughs) uh, my my awesome friend rob (laughs) sent me a a re-released 80s donatello action figure from the uh the new re-release series uh i'm super excited uh like like i said my wife bought me some new ones and uh and rob's got me a sealed one so you're fueling the disease that now i have to collect
2: you gotta <laughs> have catch to collect steel. all
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that was really
2: nice oh no problem buddy oh josh you gotta get you gotta all right drum roll please Well <laughs> oh, that's a bass to it. uh josh give him the announcement man we got a big announcement today
0: voice talent actor pat fraley will be joining us october 8th for an exclusive interview with turtle Flakes.
2: yeah i know I, I don't know why he agreed to come with us did he not hear the show i, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy i mean you know he's gonna be on our show
0: i know look at this i mean i, I can't believe it a real <laughs> a real voice actor who's done you know lots of things other than turtles and he has a continuing successful career and he's taking time out of his uh out of his day to talk to us i know it's crazy
2: <laughs> hey, life is good, man. I'll tell you. So stay tuned. We will tr- we will post that on iTunes as soon as it's up. And hopefully, you know, you think you think it will do like an intro for us. That'd be awesome. I, I hope so. Yeah. Like live <laughs> from Dimension X, Robin Josh. <laughs> but of course, in the crank oh. voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and We got to get him to do the crank laugh.
2: Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe th- maybe <laughs> throw a burp in there or something. Well, all right. I guess it's time to get into the turtle pickups. So Josh, you, uh, get any Ninja Turtles uh, over the last few weeks?
0: Yeah, Rob, uh, in addition to the toys that my wife uh, so graciously picked up for me and opened, mm-hmm. I also picked up a ton of comics. Uh, there's a, another local comic book store, which uh, I've made my own, Comics Corner, and they've got two locations, uh, one on Utica Road in Fraser, Michigan, and another, uh, which is uh, my home uh, my home location, uh, Auburn Road in Rochester Hills, Michigan. But they're great, and it's it's really neat. So what they have is uh, you can actually, you pay $20, and they give you a basket that's assigned to you, and you tell them what comics you are interested in so I said uh, anything and all Turtles. (laughs) So anytime a new Turtles issue comes out they throw it in my basket and when I come in and pick it up I get 25% off the cover price. Oh nice. Yeah, which I mean, comics are like four bucks a piece, so yeah. that's a dollar off every issue. So the twenty dollars is really just to uh, to make sure that you're serious, really, more than a, a fee, because it pays for itself really quickly. I had them throw uh, a ton of comics in there. Uh, I just I set up my account, and the cool thing is, not only do they put new comics in there, but I stumbled <laughs> across a uh, a large collection of Tales of the TMNT.
2: Oh, uh, wait, the the old ones or the new ones?
0: They are. Want me open one
2: up here? Oh, sweet. Live on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Live on the show. (laughs)
0: Um, it is. Let me see if I can find a year here. This is the first printing October
2: 2008. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. The newer Tales of the TNT, those are the ones uh, I've I've read a lot recently, and they're fantastic.
0: Well, I've, I've got... So, I picked up... Um, several of those and well, I, so I was in the, the comic book shop and I'm looking through the uh, the back issues and I'm obviously I go straight straight away I look for turtles <laughs> and they had a ton of, of these. Uh, so they had a ton of Tales of the TMNT they had some of the uh, original series of volume 1, a mm-hmm. uh, couple of volume 2, they had a ton of stuff so I had this whole stack of comic books, probably like 60 bucks in comics Wow, nice. and I was like oh man, what am I going to do with all these? I, I don't want to <laughs> buy them all right now and since I started uh, a membership, they let me put them in my uh, in my basket, even though I wasn't buying them today and they were back stocked, so it was really cool. Wow, nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, I picked up let's, number 51, 52, and 49, and 50. So 49, 50, 51, 52 of Tales of the TMNT. 2008 series. I picked up uh, the new number five of TMNT villains, Karai. I picked up the original and also they had a variant cover that I picked up. Nice. Um, yeah, the variant cover is really cool. It's, um, you know, some of the, the original covers, they look almost almost like CGI or a painting or something. Mm-hmm. And this one is completely animated. Um, so it's a drawing and she's surrounded in candles and there's smoke. Ooh. And she is uh, a Swayter Katana. It's, it is awesome. It's a really cool alternate cover.
2: Okay, I'm jealous. You got to stop.
0: Uh, And then I picked up number six of the micro series Mm -hmm. Uh, Villains, Hun
2: Oh yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him He was a character that uh, was introduced in the 2003 show, right?
0: I believe so, and he's got a big tattoo of a purple dragon on his back So I'm guessing he must be one of the leaders I also picked up uh, number two and number three of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Animated Adventures Ooh In addition to that i don't have them in front of me but i also picked up as many of the original series as i could find at their other location their east location um they had a large selection there as well so i picked up probably about five of volume one and uh also uh a a trade book that had a couple of issues in it as well so I made out really well, and there's still a stack of them that I need to pick up at the other location Uh, next time I go. So tons of comics, more than uh, I have time to read right now, but uh, building a collection. Can I come over?
2: (laughs) Definitely, man. Sweet.
0: Dude, we're going to play some turtles, comics, pizza.
2: We'll do more (laughs) jelly bean pizza. It'll be great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll watch the next mutation.
2: Oh, what?
3: (laughs) Well, nice, nice.
2: Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. I I picked up uh, quite a few uh, things myself. I um, actually went out uh, to the flea markets over in Nashville with Landon a couple of weeks ago, but my, my goal was to find some new Turtle figures. And, you know, at first it was, it was slim pickings. It, it was hard to find some, but, uh, you know, Landon and I, we dug around and he spotted the first few for me. And it just seemed like after that, uh, things really picked up. I picked up a football Leonardo, uh, where, you know, his, his hand snaps down, I guess, when he's spiking a football uh, in nice. pretty good condition. Looks like he came out in. I'm looking at him right now. Uh, 1991, okay. He's got Leo on the back, pretty sweet. Picked him up for a buck. I picked up the skateboarding Mikey, who is, uh, looks like I think 1991 too, let me check. Yep, 91. I picked up a, looks like the samurai Leonardo from the third film. We're not gonna talk about that one as much. (laughs) Does he have that goofy hat on? (laughs) Uh, No, no, this one's the one that has, you know when the, the third film came out and they had the freckles and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's why I'm not talking about much. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of Samurai Leonardo, there's another one. I think this one came from the Undercover series. It's it's another Samurai Leonardo, but this one's minus the Freckles. Uh, and this one I really like, this figure here. I never had this one growing up. Uh, looks like this one came out in 1990. Uh, pretty detailed. I really like this figure. Picked that one up for 50 cents. I picked up a busted Lifeguard Leonardo. It's kind of strange. It's got, like, the back is busted out. Um, and I had to haggle with an old lady. She wanted um, she wanted three dollars for it. I said, "Lady, I said I don't have that much money." <laughs> I said, "I'll give you what I have." And she, you know, finally she was like, oh, "Okay, sure." So I, I haggled for a busted Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it.
0: Turtles haggle with honor. <laughs> uh,
2: another one I got was one I never had as a kid that I always wanted was it the rock and roll uh, Raphael. Oh yeah, I've got that one too. That oh, one's nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I love his outfit. It's definitely eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I got that one. I got a hockey Leonardo that I did not have before, and it looks like his his hip swivels somehow. So I guess maybe he can hip check somebody.
0: Dude, um, hockey and the Ninja Turtles together. I know life is good. Oh my gosh! I know him and you got to have the, a shootout with him and uh, Casey Jones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next one I got was an old figure I had when I was a kid that for some reason it just must have got lost in all the moves I've made over the years. It's the surfing um, uh, Michelangelo. You know the one where he's got the. Uh, I think they're dolphins or, or some kind of fish on his shoulders. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's got like a, a neon blue chest. Uh, he's got, you know, he's just a very colorful looking uh, figure. And I guess this was part of the uh, the Undercover series in 1990 as well. Yep, looks like it in 1990. I uh, got him. I've got an original Raphael from the 1998 toy line. I got Chrome Dome. Or Chrome Dome, I should say. And I got another Shredder from the 1988 uh, toy line. Oh, and wow. I, also, I also got a couple of... Um, Ninja Turtles Pez Suspensers. I don't know if they're from the 80s or if there was like a retro thing that came out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but they look pretty cool. And I got a couple of the 2003 uh, action figures. It looks like they're like the Burger King action figures uh, from the 2003 series, but they were still pretty cool. So I picked those up. And I think I think with that whole lot of toys there, I must have spent maybe about 20 bucks on them. Um, but to Man. me, you know, it was worth it. You know, it, it, was, uh, it was cool to kind of dig around and find them and, and kind of get them the old school way instead of ordering them online. So that was kind of nice.
0: That is awesome, man. You cleaned up. I can't believe how many you found. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I have to brag on Landon. He he found a lot of them. Uh, we just had to dig around for him. And I remember this one lady had a, a box that was kind of underneath her table. Uh, and I saw a couple Power Rangers figures in there. And I was like, eh, I'll dig a little bit. And sure enough, I found um, the surfboard uh, or the surfing uh, Michelangelo. And I was like, right away, I got to dig this up. So, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then right after that, it was a great day, by the way. Right after that, Landon and I went to Toys R Us, and nice. uh, and I got the Michelangelo retro figure. It looks amazing. Uh, the box art is fantastic on it. Um, looks just like um, back in the nineteen eighty eight. Looks amazing. Um, and, and really, these are pretty cheap. You can get them for I think what eleven or twelve bucks at Toys R Us. And and then also speaking of comics that you, you would purchase, you know that we found a new comic book store in Asheville, I think it's called Ace Comics, and they just hosted a uh, convention over the weekend, this past weekend, and I picked up the uh, Changes Constant IDW series, I picked up that uh, kind of, I guess, graphic novel, Uh, I think it has the first, I think the first four, yeah. First four, yeah. I've got that one, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I picked that one up, pretty pretty inexpensive. I picked up the uh, Secret History of the Foot Clan issue, the IDW issue. Oh, did you
0: get uh, all four of them?
2: No, I just got the first issue.
0: Okay, yeah, I uh, I ended up stumbling across all four of them. I've got those. I haven't read them yet, but I've heard they're really good. Oh, nice, nice.
2: And I also got because of your glowing review of it. I also got oh, this sucker's a beast. Ugh. <laughs> I got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Collection Volume One, the hardback, and boy, is it amazing! It just, oh, nice. Oh my goodness, it looks awesome. I um, I think it's got the first.
0: Is it called uh, the Works? Um, or Ultimate Collection?
2: Yeah, it's, it's called the Ultimate Collection Volume 1. And here's what it says in the uh, table of contents. It's, it's got the first seven issues. It's got the Raphael one-issue micro-series. But the nice thing I really like about it is the fact that it's it's huge. It's it's much larger than a normal comic book. So, you know, you get to kind of appreciate the black and white artwork even more. You notice things even more now that, you know, it's, it's a little bit bigger. And... At the end of each issue, there is commentary on pretty much every slide that was in that issue. You know, where Eastman and Laird kind of talk about why they decided to draw certain pictures the way they were. Like, I read the com- commentary on the uh, first issue. And you know that, that scene where it's just showing the Ninja Turtles, um, this is the first issue, where it's just showing the Ninja Turtles uh, going back into the sewers and just shows the city, the alleyway.
0: Oh, yeah. They yeah. were
2: about to cut that picture because they, they felt like it didn't really contribute to the story much. Oh, no, but I'm no, no. So... I love that Me scene. Me, too. Me, too. That's my favorite scene in the entire book, believe it or not, the first issue. It, yeah,
0: I think right, uh, the, the dialogue right before it is strike hard and fade away. Right. Yeah. That... And then it just cuts to that scene, and you can just imagine that one piece of paper going across the road at, like, 3 in the morning and, you know, just rugged, urban... Uh, sort of a, a depressed area
2: in New York. Oh, yeah. You said it Fade Away, and then it shows a cityscape, that says Into the Night, and that's all it says, and you see this, you know, this one trash alley that people are kind of dripping across the alley. Just awesome, awesome artwork, and I'm so glad they didn't cut that. That's
0: cool. Actually, uh, I think, Rob, you have a different collection than I do, and it's Ooh. interesting because... I think mine was a later release of what you have. Nice. What you have is, is a little bit in some ways better because I don't have the commentary that you have. Yeah, mine is in color. It's called uh, TMNT The Works and it looks like a big pizza with a bunch of toppings on it. Mine's in color but it doesn't have the commentary and yours is black and white but it does have the commentary so that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I almost ordered that book and I think for some reason when I searched or whatever it didn't come up and I just saw the other one. So. Right. that's cool that we've got we both got two different types of uh, books to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely,
2: we got a lot to talk about. I, I didn't know that this was out and Josh you might have already known about this. The adventure series, you know, the Archie adventure series from the, the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, huh? There are re- IDWs releasing them in collections now. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And if I had more money, I would have picked it up. But I, I, I was broke by the, t- by the time. Um, it's funny. I get paid once a month and I get paid at the, the very end of the month. And so, you know, the first week of this month, you know, the uh, September, uh, I had all my bills paid and I had a little bit of fun money. And by the time I was done with the comic shop, all my fun money was gone. I was like, no. <laughs> so I would have picked it up if I had a little bit more money, but yeah. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Archie series, it's out now. IDW is starting to release those in collections. I think, I think two or three issues per volume. So uh, go go check that out. So um, I think that was Ace Comics in Asheville. So excellent store, excellent service. Just like you, man. I made a beeline right for the Ninja Turtle stuff, and I found quite a bit.
0: At the store, FYE. I don't know if you have those around you. Uh, It's FYE four-year entertainment, Uh, usually in the mall They've got like DVDs and stuff
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen Or been to one
0: Yeah, yeah, well they had one and I I happened to go in there Because sometimes I go in and check out for cheap DVDs And it was the coolest thing They had uh, a bunch of, they have t-shirts But they had uh, Turtles mugs So uh, I picked up uh, two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Coffee mugs
2: Nice, nice And they're
0: like uh, four bucks a piece or whatever, brand new So I was like, hey, pretty cool
2: Yeah, coffee never tastes better (laughs) <laughs> Alright, I guess it's time for some turtle news. And this week, Josh, we've got a lot. First thing I wanted to tell you all about is the TMNT Out of the Shadows. It's been delayed on the PlayStation Network. It originally, I think it was supposed to come out for the PlayStation Network on the 24th of this month, uh, September 24th. But uh, for some reason, it has been delayed. I don't know if there's been some bugs or anything. But um, Oh, speaking of bugs, uh, there was a patch for the Steam game that just was released that took care of a lot of the bugs that were on Steam, so... Um, if you have Steam and you want to pick it up, I think it's about 10 bucks or 15 bucks. Well worth the money, so go ahead and pick it up.
0: The game is definitely worth the money. Awesome. Uh, at least I've, I've played it on the Xbox. Uh, I think I've said before I really love it. Uh, my wife actually played it with me a little bit uh, the other night on nice. uh, Saturday on our Turtles Day, <laughs> and uh, it's really cool that both the single player with, um, you know, the crazy camera angles and everything, that's, that single player is uh, also two-player. Mm-hmm. It does a split screen, and you both have your own camera. But, you know, she's not really into, uh two-thumb 3D gaming where you have to manage the camera and everything. Right. So we just played the uh, the extra bonus game which is uh, Donatello's arcade cabinet. So uh, in that mode, it's just one big camera like Turtles in Time.
2: Oh, I and, love uh, it. and
0: that worked out better, yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, the next thing is issue 3 of the animated series. It is out. Uh, it's been out since September 18th and apparently this one has... Is it Krang Prime, Josh?
0: I'm looking at the cover now and yeah, it does look like Krang Prime. He's got a... Uh, he looks really huge, and he's got some brown gooey stuff in his teeth.
2: Oh, oh, sweet.
0: Yeah, it looks like he wants to eat the turtles. He's behind
3: them, but it's kind of <laughs>
2: funny. <laughs> All right, and it looks like the next thing is the IDW TMNT Micro Series, um, Villains, the Issue 6, about Hun. That has just come out. Uh, apparently it came out about two weeks ago, and it's about the Purple Dragons. And Issue 26 of the IDW series was released on September 25th, and apparently it is Part 5 of the City Fall Saga. And I looked at the, the variant cover, uh, Cover B, and what's very interesting to me is Leonardo and Shredder are fighting side by side. So I don't know what the heck is going on there. I have, n- I have not even started the Cityfall saga, so... That cover alone has me very intrigued. Last last thing is very good news. TMNT Season 2, the Nickelodeon series. It starts Saturday, October 12th at 11, um, 11 Eastern, uh, 10 Central. So it's called The Mutation Situation. And um, as far as my understanding is, Krang is in this episode and he scatters mutagen all around the city for some reason so uh, be sure to check that out again that's Saturday October 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern and I will
0: mark my calendar absolutely so uh, I noticed in the uh and the new toys that uh, my wife bought me since she actually opened them, mm-hmm. I got to look at the paperwork inside. And inside the, uh, the re-release of the uh, 88 series of the toys, they have a pamphlet for the uh, the new series of toys. Oh, nice. Which I thought was kind of cool, yeah. So I opened up the pamphlet and I was looking at it and there actually are a number of new figures on here that I have not yet seen in the stores and I thought I'd just let everyone know what they are. Really? please. So, uh, the ones that are labeled as being new are Ninja in Training, Donatello and Leonardo. They look like they're, uh, about maybe a third scale of the, uh, the standard figures. They're a little smaller. Oh, sweet! Uh, Ninja in Training, Raphael Michelangelo. And, uh, I'm really excited about these ones. There's a Shredder number two. (gasps) And, uh, yeah, he looks awesome. He's got, uh, longer, um... You know, on his wrists, the uh, the blades on his wrists, mm-hmm. those are longer. When I first looked at him, I f- my first thought was Super Shredder, kind of. Ooh. Um, Kevin Nash. And, and uh, he's got a, a cape as well that's kind of torn. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, there's also Spider Bites from the uh, I think it's is that episode two or three? Oh gosh, I don't
2: even remember him.
0: It's uh, I think it's pretty early in the in the series. Oh, I missed um, out on
2: him. I must not have seen that episode.
0: Yeah, he's one of the thugs, and uh, actually, I think. The turtles get seen by somebody, uh, and he gets them on their, his camera phone. I think the Krang are trying to get his camera phone to tra- track down the turtles or something like that. Mutagen actually gets spilled on him, and he in- he turns into spider bites, I think, if I remember correctly. Spider, so
2: Spider bites? Is that all one word?
0: Uh, spider is one word, and the next word is B-Y-T-E-Z.
2: <laughs> B-Y-T-E-Z. <laughs>
0: yes. You can thank Michelangelo for the name. He does the naming.
2: <laughs> I like it. Let me see. it. Uh, oh, man, he looks awesome.
0: And then uh, also the Rat King, which uh, I can't quite make out what his face looks like in the picture. But he's got a black trench coat. It looks like a staff and uh, a top hat. Oh yeah, no, not, a, I, not a top hat.
2: But, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Josh. But no, I I, ahead, I saw ahead. that episode, and he looks freaky in that episode. Like I, I could imagine if I was a kid, he would have kind of given me nightmares. I think <laughs> he's very, yeah. he's very scary in the Nickelodeon episode, at least.
0: Yeah, his his face is hard to make out in this. Uh, in this it's really hard to tell his face almost looks green or something yeah and uh, well when I saw him because of the way his hat is it's sort of a um, wide brim almost like a farmer's hat that mm-hmm. made me think of Cad Bane from the uh, the Star Wars uh, animated series oh the, nice the,
2: nice I could see yeah. it
0: <laughs> yeah another new one is uh, Battleshell Leo Battleshell Raff, and Mikey and, and uh, Donnie as well it looks like they have shells that open up on the back with uh, extra weapons on them so you get some shuriken and stuff like that sweet and then uh, Stealth Tech Donatello and, uh, and of course, uh, Michelangelo and Raphael and Leonardo. I don't see a release date on here, they just say new. I have seen the Stealth Tech figures uh, in the store as, of um, I think, that this past weekend. So I'm not sure if they have been released or if they're going to be released, but I have not seen Shredder or the Rat King yet. Hmm. Um, oh, and also, uh, sorry, the Mausers. Um, Ooh. It looks like, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Mausers. Nice. Yeah, uh, and looks like uh, four are black, one, of, and uh, three of them are silver colored, and then also a cockroach Terminator.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, new turtle toys coming out. That uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
2: absolutely, man. But I'll tell you what, Playmates is killing me. I mean, it, I know. It, it really, really. Just when I think, oh man, I, I'm set. I'm all caught up. Yeah, I'm not even close.
0: <laughs> it was kind of funny because, uh, you know, when I uh, I finally uh, I got the the '80s figures that that Stacy bought for me, mm. and right away I started looking for the uh, the imprint to find out what it would say. And these say uh, the re-release of the '88 uh, series. They say 2013 Viacom, hmm. made in China. Yeah, and and I was expecting Playmates. Yeah, because um, I think that's what what's on the original. Um, and I was, I was a little disappointed, but I found out, you know, Viacom is the company. I think they own Nickelodeon, so they have the rights to all the turtle stuff.
2: Okay, um, I see.
0: But on the printout that uh, that I was just reading off of, it actually does have the Playmates uh, logo on it. So right. that was kind of cool. What I'm and, wondering uh,
2: is, you know, do you think this will be it for the, the retro toys, or do you think they'll come out with uh, more?
0: And I could be wrong, but the other day Stacy was showing me, I believe they have... I don't know if they're larger or just more articulation, mm-hmm. but they look like classic the classic toys, and they have a ton of joints uh, of articulation on them. Ooh! So uh, if I have a chance, I'll uh, I'll look that up and post it on our site. But I think there are some more coming.
2: You know we'll buy them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and uh, I, I the uh, the second thing that I checked, I took Splinter out and I, I squished his head, and I tried to squish his head and I couldn't. So uh, you mean to the tell me they they, they fixed the squishy heads? They fix the squishy heads, yes. Wow,
2: didn't, I didn't see that. Hey, guy. did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep.
1: Pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready?
2: Ready? Uh, all right, well, <laughs> I guess it's time to get into the Toy of the Week. And Josh, what is the Toy of the Week this week, my man?
0: The Toy of the Week is the 1988 series Donatello. It's the same one that uh, you sent to me, buddy. Woo! <laughs> nice.
2: Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and thanks
0: again man this thing is awesome oh
2: no problem man no problem you know and and honestly I thought that I had one of these as a kid but uh, I looked at my collection I don't have the original 1988 Donatello so
0: the box art uh, like we've said before is uh, classic style and up in the right hand corner it says uh, classic collection originally released in 1988 Um, so it is making known that it's a re-release but I've got to say, the the whole feeling, the style, the look of the box and the figure are spot on mm-hmm. to the, uh, the 1988 series. And uh, uh, Donatello in particular uh, is no exception. Right. I mean, he looks awesome. And he's got, uh, he comes with uh, a weapon set, just like the original, you know, the uh, sort of orangish-brown plastic that you had to break out of the... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you,
0: you had to break out, yeah. Um, and he comes with his belt on as well. So uh, it's really cool that the the weapons actually. Uh, I didn't notice this until, uh, you know, Stacy opened it. Uh, looking into the box, you don't really notice, but in the uh, the weapon array that you get that you have to break apart, mm-hmm. there's actually two bow staffs in there. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that's awesome! You get two full size weapons. Uh, Donatello's the only one that you get a a duplicate of. Well, I, I mean, all the other turtles have two weapons, I guess, but mm-hmm. you know, he, he's only actually supposed to have one. So I thought that was really cool. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So if you've got an extra Donatello laying around. Uh, if you buy a new one and open it up, you'll have an extra bow staff
2: Gosh, for him. imagine if he had two bow staffs in the video games.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be unstoppable. <laughs> he, he's already the best with just one bo staff. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, um, so let me ask you this. Uh, I'm just kind of curious about this. The box art, does it have just Donatello on the box art for the retro figures, or is it all, all four of the Turtles, just in the original sketches?
0: So if you're looking at the box from the front, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the card, the front of the card is identical on all of the figures.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: All four turtles and Splinter and Shredder, all of them are the same. Um, you can't tell them apart. And even the back of it as well. Right. Um, they're all identical. Um, the, the way you differentiate them is in the uh, the blister or whatever you want to call it, the actual plastic. There's a uh, an additional um, insert that goes in the front of that that says the name.
2: Right, right.
0: So, yeah. And obviously it says Donatello in uh, in purple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned the, the back of the uh the back of it. Did, uh, did you want to read the uh, the back? Did you have it up there? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. As as a matter of fact, I do. But I, I just want to mention something uh, uh, about the front. Like the I'm looking at a picture of the original toy right now, um, and and the original card on it. It was just Donatello, but it didn't have like you mentioned. You know the the name um, at at the bottom kind of center of the figure. You know mm-hmm. of the original 1988 uh, Playmates thing. It's but it has. Let's see one two three three sketches of Donatello. You know kind of in different poses and. Looks like in the original you also had two bow staffs, so that's pretty neat. That is cool. Yeah, awesome. And
0: and as for the figure itself, to me it feels looks and feels exactly as I remember the originals. I'm almost positive that they uh, that they got the original molds because they're they're so they're so close. It seems identical to me. I, I think uh, I really do think that these are the same st- the same molds.
2: I, I think you're right because I got a have got an original raft right now, and I've got the uh, retro Mikey, and I'm kind of putting them side by side. And they look like they're the exact same size, same muscularity, same vein popping out of their biceps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the same thing. So uh, that's, that's pretty neat. Uh, and and uh, definitely no complaints there. The the closest they can get it to the original, the better. Absolutely. And, and another thing is uh, the shading. Uh, Donatello was like kind of almost like a brownish green.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, in comparison to the other turtles. Because I'm looking at Michelangelo and he's kind of almost like a dark, like a hunter green, I guess. mm mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh. One thing I never understood with these uh, the, original, um, the original figures mm-hmm. is that if you look on the bottom of them, they have a hole in one foot, you know, so that you could probably put them in some kind of a stand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other foot doesn't, and it's kind of angled upwards, mm-hmm. and it just makes it awkward to make them stand. I never figured out why they <laughs> did that.
2: I don't know. It, it basically leaves them one pose that they can stand in, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that is. It's really strange. Yeah,
2: yeah yeah and in and the, and the back of now I, I've got the Michelangelo retro figure but like you said I, I think they say they all say the same thing but I remember reading this when I picked up this figure and you know Lana was taking me back to um, uh, his place we were gonna play some video games and stuff but I, I remember reading it on the way you know just kinda because it looks like it's explaining the origin story and let me read this and let me see if I remember when I first read it, it just seemed off but let me read it again it says the evolution of the turtles this is on the back of the retro cards A boy's bowl of pet turtles falls into the stench of an underground city sewer. They land on Splinter, a penniless but powerful ninja master who lives in the muck. Okay, so far so good. Splinter's enemy Shredder, leader of the evil Foot Clan, pours a disgusting green ooze over Splinter and accidentally the turtles, hoping to zap them them dead. Did that happen in the cartoon?
0: You know, it's it's funny. Uh, My wife pointed that out and I was like, Hey, I don't remember that. That seems weird. I don't think that uh, did happen, did it? But, well, it did, and mm. and and actually, yeah, it's funny, uh, it's actually mentioned in the episode that we will be reviewing today. Oh my goodness, I think it is, yes. Yeah, it is, it is an episode too, and, you know, it's so funny, because both you and I, both of us, the first initial thing was, no, did Shredder do that? I don't remember Shredder doing that. Right. And it's really weird that it's really easy to forget that, even in this uh, second episode, it just kind of, it passes over uh, your mind, it just doesn't come to mind thinking that Shredder did it. Right. You know? Um, and, and also uh, in the cartoon it was uh, purple,
2: but <laughs> right yeah that's true. <laughs> and another thing, um, you know, I don't think that comes, I don't think that goes in line with the comic books. I don't think Shredder created them, did he? In the comics, no, I don't think no, so, yeah. I
0: no, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, and then it says instead the turtles, uh, the turtle pets mutate into turtle teens. Splinter turns into the biggest rat ever to face a trap. I like that line. Uh, Splinter, <laughs> the big cheese leader, teaches the turtles the ways of the ninja. Together, they form a kick-stomping fighting team for the side of good against the deadly Foot Clan. Get ready for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! It's just a really cool uh, layout for the the back of the card. I, I love it. I-, I think the back of the card looks even cooler than the front. So. It does,
0: yeah. And I like that the uh, each they're sort of like comic panels, and they're outlined in sewer tubes. I yeah, kinda cool. yeah.
2: Very cool touch.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, of course, it shows all the different figures. Uh, and as of right now, uh, just the four Turtles, uh, Shredder and Splinter, that are out right now. Mm-hmm. I believe they will be releasing other characters. I'm not sure right. uh, if they will be or not.
2: Yeah, I want to read this one other part here. It says, About the Turtles, catapulted from inside comic origins to superstardom by the original uh, Murakami, Wolf, Swenson, M- M- MWS animated series, TMNT ran on air for nearly a decade, from 1987 to 1996, and ranked number one in ratings for the unprecedented five straight years. Featured in over 190 episodes. Wow, I didn't know it was that many. The fun-loving, shell-kicking teens are still recognized around the world and finally remembered by fans with every bite of pizza. That's a cool yep. way to put it.
0: That is. I always <laughs> do think of them when I'm having pizza. Yeah, same here, same here. <laughs> and I can't watch an episode without wanting
2: pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, can you give me one more time, uh, Michelangelo's Masters of the Whirling Pizzas? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, hold, on, oh,
2: hold on. I'll, I'll set you up. I'll set you up. All right. Uh, and Michelangelo, Master of the Whirling Nunchuck. And Master
0: of the Whirling Pizza. <laughs> you
2: nail it every time, man.
0: <laughs> you know, we were listening to the episode in the car the other day, and my wife was like, man, you sound just like him. And I, was like, I was like, that's funny. Rob mentioned it the other day, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, just kind of about the articulation of the figures. Um, basically, you know, from the original toy line, the 1998... or no, I'm sorry, 1988 toy line, um, they were pretty limited in what they could do, and like you already mentioned, um, their pose, you know, especially with their legs, the way they were, and their feet, there's only a couple of positions you can really put them in. It seems like their arms can move up and down, but then their forearms can kind of twist in and out. You can grab uh, Donatello's wrist and twist it in and out, and their head out just moves side to side, it doesn't move up or down. Their legs move back and forth, but very, very limited in, you know, like we said, it can't really move too much, It's not very flexible, and that's, that's about it, so, you know, of course these are the first toys in that line, uh, you know, or first toys of the Playmate series, so you can't really expect too much there, but, uh, you know, back in the day, it was pretty sweet to have these figures, no matter, you know, how flexible they were or not.
0: Yeah, I don't remember thinking of them as limited at the time. I don't know really if uh, there were many toys that were really all that flexible back then.
2: Right, right.
0: Um, I like uh, like you were saying. It's cool that you can rotate the wrists, and uh, they made the hands so that you could hold a weapon in either hand. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. And
0: uh, and I think Donatello has the the most solid weapon out of all of them. Um, I was going through all the other figures. Uh, did we already review uh, Leonardo? We did. We did, okay. Uh, So I wanted to, I'll go ahead and mention it now since we're not gonna review it again. Donatello's staff is really nice and sturdy and it's uh, the perfect thickness for the hand, of course, the entire staff, and Leonardo's katana the handle is, but the blades are really kind of thin. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful when you're breaking them out of the uh, the weapon array because you can actually break them or bend them and, you know, make them turn white by bending them too much. So, yeah, and uh, I was terrified of trying to take the nunchucks out from <laughs> Michelangelo because, you know, the, the, the wire or chain that connects them, mm-hmm. it's really thin and you could really easily break that. So uh, Donatello has the most robust of all the weapons. Right, I, I definitely <laughs> agree.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mention that because the Michelangelo figure that I had, it does have like half of a nunchuck, like the, the the chain on it's been busted off, so I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it can easily be broken. Right, so. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, I forgot to, to mention all the other weird extra weapons um, that we still don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it looks like there's, there's two shuriken, and then there's that weird, it looks like... Almost like uh, an L. So the the handle on it is about what uh, Donatello's bow is. Yeah. And then it, it's it's I think it's supposed to be a climbing hook of some sort. Yeah. Like a, a grappling hook. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. Uh, maybe that's maybe for the turtle van. Like he, he could hang on top of that. But I'm looking at the Michelangelo figure and he has it too.
0: Yeah. All yeah. All of the turtles have um, the same setup. They have their main weapon, which is all different. But then they all get two shuriken, the the grappling hook, and then it, it's uh, two different. Um, I don't know what they're called, but it looks kind of like a shank of some sort. Yeah, yeah. At, um, at
2: first I thought it was a pizza slice. Yeah. Yeah, does, doesn't it kind of look like yeah. one a little bit?
0: It, you know, it does. <laughs> Actually, I wonder, uh, the smaller one looks like it could be a pizza slice with crust, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's delicious. But the, uh, <laughs> the larger one, uh, it's almost like, a, it, I mean, it makes me think of a garden shovel, but sharp with a, a bigger uh, handle on it. And it's interesting. Uh, Raphael actually has a holster um, directly on his back that holds it perfectly. Oh! But he's the yeah he's the only turtle that has a holster for it. You know, as, uh, as a, a kid, is? I
2: never knew what half of them were besides you know the main the main weapons. So I was like, ah, what is this? I think it's trash, and I throw it away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I regret that now.
0: It was it was really cool opening them up because you know just remembering. Oh, I remember all these weird weapons, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just like, I still don't know what they are, but <laughs> it takes me back. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> they're still awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're still awesome.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, I guess, um, you know, let, let me ask you this. Did you have this this figure as a kid? Yes. Yes, I did. Nice, nice. Was this your favorite out and of the four, uh, the first four?
0: When I was younger, I think Leonardo was my favorite. Oh, ah, so nice. So he wasn't, he was not at the time, but uh, now, uh, I think it's Raphael Raphael's my favorite really as of today just because uh, after after looking at him on Saturday I like that uh, Raphael's weapons are holstered in the front yeah and it, he, he looks really really cool like that but uh, I do really like Donatello's bow and the fact that you get to I think I think Raphael looks the coolest but Donatello is probably the one I'd play with the most uh, because <laughs> he's, he's uh, He's got the longest weapon, and uh, he's the most robust. You're not worried about losing this the staff, you know, right. or breaking it. So,
2: nice, nice. All right, so what would you give this figure out of? Uh, you know, uh, the retro figure from a one to ten. A ten. They nailed it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I, there's not one thing I can complain about with this uh, with this figure. Yeah, I mean, you know, aside from maybe the fact that the sketches aren't just exclusively Donatello, but then again, I, you know what? Nah, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, The b- original box art would have been cool, but I'm sure it would have been tough to uh, to reproduce that. So you know, something's got to give, and oh, if, if it's going to be anything, you'd think it'd be the box art. So that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I like that the uh, the belt and harness is exactly like it was in the original figure. Yeah. It's got the letter painted on it, just like it did before, and uh, it's got
2: you know the straps that go over the shoulders, which is really cool. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. Pretty. It's a pretty awesome figure, man. Well, thank you very much, Rob. Oh, anytime, Josh. Anytime.
1: Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled.
2: All right, I guess it's time to talk about our comic book of the week. And that would be issue two of the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic book from the uh, uh, 1984, I believe it was. Uh, As a matter of fact, yes, it was released in October of 1984. Um, Peter Laird did the cover. Uh, The story and art was done by Eastman and Laird. The ink and toning was done by Eastman and Laird. And the letters were done by Kevin Eastman. So um, this one's called... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Mousers. So, uh, so Josh, looks, uh, did you say you had a little letter you wanted to read?
0: Uh, yes, so I've got uh, one of the early reprintings from 1986, and it has a, an interesting letter in it from uh, Kevin Eastman. Nice. So, <clears throat> I'll start it. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the third printing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. Ah, book number two, The Memories It Brings Back. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> you wouldn't believe... the. Uh, the heckish path that number two traveled along with the artist before it reached to you. Shall I elaborate? Yes. Okay, you talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> to start with, the artists were trying to create a working atmosphere 300 miles apart. All the story and artwork for TMNT number two were done through the mail and over the phone. At the time, I was living in pine- the pine tree state of Maine, while Peter had taken up residence in the nutmeg state of Connecticut. <laughs> that itself was sheer sure heck, and that would never be done again. Difficulty working in this way was one of the major reasons why there was such a long time be- between the publication of TMNT number one and number two That's interesting hmm. Shortly after finishing TMNT number two, I moved to Connecticut I got there just as the finished books arrived from the printer who were name- remain nameless <laughs> And to our surprise not only had he used the wrong cover stock We had asked for the same glossy paper that had been used on TMNT number one But it also gave us a matte finish stock instead but a lot of the inside pages were crooked, which during the stitching and trimming caused a lot of entire tops and of the panels to be chopped off in a lot of the copies. This is where the fun began. Peter and I had to go through the entire first printing of the 15,000 books one by one, page by page, tossing out the worst and keeping the ones that were still readable.
2: Wow. Jeez, that would take a while. Can
0: you imagine if you found one of those ones that were uh, flawed, what that would be worth?
2: Oh my goodness. That would be crazy. If anyone would like to donate to the Turtle Flakes Podcast, uh, (laughs) our email is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. Please contact us and donate.
0: You know what? That one's defective. I'll I'll take it off. Yeah, yeah.
2: We we really don't. You know, there's no sense. We'll give you a perfectly good one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you a color reprint.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got one right now. I'm looking at it.
0: So they were uh, tossing out the worst ones, and uh, they were still keeping the ones that were readable. It took days, and the losses were about 2,000 copies. Uh, But it was over, or so they thought. TMNT's number two first printing sold out immediately, and they had enough pre orders to return to the press. They went back to the printer and ordered thirty thousand more copies of number two. Wow. Having complete faith that they would be better do a better job after the rage that they had over the first printing mess. They were wrong.
2: <laughs> oh, bless your heart.
0: 30,000 books were delivered, not only a month later than promised, but in the same sad condition as the first run. Once again, we had to go through each book and throw away the ones that we found with chopped panels. Try to imagine thumbing through 180, no, 1,800,000 pages of black ink on newsprint. Wow. You'll get an idea of how ticked off we were. <laughs> Needless to say, our printer is still missing. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. And I didn't know that any of that.
0: Anyway, things are great now. Southern Duchess News, uh, our new printer, had helped us with a great deal with their quick and professional service doing a great printing job and getting our books shipped out on time. Thanks guys! I'd also like to extend thanks to Richard Corbin for contributing to the wonderful cover painting for this issue, and to Fred Hembeck for his great backup story. And For those of you who have yet to see some of this neat stuff that Fred does, look for his strips in the Marvel Age comic books. And ask your comic dealer for some of Fred's own black and white books, like Ba Hembeck dial h for Hembeck, bride of the Hembeck, and just plain (laughs) Hembeck. (laughs) sounds amazing pretty fun stuff (laughs) oops one more thanks for mark panaka for this issue's pinup page mark his partner ken holozinski have their own company b movie comics that publish b movie presents it's a fun well drawn book that features captain daring and x-ray check them out kevin awesome and uh, yeah this letter was written in uh, 1986 with the third printing of the book so this copy that I have uh, has a different cover than uh, than the standard cover of the original issue so this third reprint has uh, it has April on the front and she's wearing a blue jumpsuit and uh, it looks like Raphael Donatello are on the cover and Leonardo And then uh, Michelangelo's on the back. And they're uh, battling the Mausers. Oh, nice. And it's uh, instead of a drawing, it's a a painting, I guess. And uh, it looks uh, almost uh, 3D, sort of, the way that they did the painting. It looks really kind of curved on their their arms and stuff like that, which is pretty neat. Absolutely. Original cover price on this one in 1986
2: is $1.50. Nice. Yeah, the one I have is the uh, actually the Color Classics re-release, uh, which was the IDW re-release that they they put out, and it looks it's a really cool cover. It's got a kind of a picture of a mouse or kind of opening opening its mouth, and you see the reflections of each of the turtles in um, I guess its armor or its uh, you know I guess whatever. It's just
0: the, the metal chrome jaw. Exactly. Yes,
2: that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So pretty cool cover.
0: Yeah, I think I like the uh, this the re-release cover uh, a lot better than the than the 1986 cover. The painting is kind of cool. I guess it's, it's cool that it's different, but it just seems a lot more ominous to have the turtles reflecting in a
2: Mauser's mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It sets the tone right away. The first scene in this book, it's the turtles sparring in the turtle lair. And as soon as you open the page, you see Raphael jumping right at you and says, kiss your butt goodbye.
0: I think that's the the pinup page that they had uh, referenced in the
1: letters. Yeah, I
2: love it. I love it. So that, that's the first thing you see. And then you know when you turn the page, you see that Raphael and Michelangelo are sparring. And I love it because Donatello it looks like he's no 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 I guess it's Leonardo he's reading um, the book Dune on uh, on his couch and I'm not sure if that was in the original uh, that it had the title or or, or everything. But uh yes
0: yes it is. Oh nice nice yeah
2: and, and and I don't know if does yours have this at the bottom of the turtle air or uh, you know kind of next to the TV? There's a, a book that says stupid wars.
0: <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? I know I think I know exactly what that is. Uh, it's I have a T-shirt that's a secret wars. And it's a bunch of the Marvel characters, so they're uh, they're playing around with uh, the Marvel people. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it says Marvel,
2: instead of Marvel it says Marble something on it. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's, awesome. that's a pretty good slap in the face there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're poking fun at, uh, at Marvel. Yeah, yeah.
2: it looks like there's another one, and right next to it it says Cerberus, and it's got a, a pig or something on there. But yeah, you see uh, uh, Raphael and uh, uh, Michelangelo sparring, and then you see uh, Donatello working on some kind of circuit board and Splinter and Leonardo are just kind of kicking it, you know, in their couch watching TV.
0: Yeah, I really love this scene, and uh, it's cool. You see, like you were saying, Donatello—it looks like he's soldering a circuit board. Yeah. And uh, and then there's there's more books on the shelf, um, <laughs> uh, on the bookshelf, on the and there's you know of course tons of. Uh, Interesting titles, and one of them I thought was cool is Pascal. It's probably a programming book that Donatello uses. <laughs> that was cool. I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Nah, nice, nice. <laughs> and I like the uh, the picture that they have in the background. It looks like a uh, a huge mountain in a, a small uh, Japanese style home. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, and I love how cozy this little sewer is. You know, you got you got your yeah. uh, you got your lamps going there. You've got a nice bookshelf. You've got a relatively nice TV. You got uh, Splinter. He's drinking tea. It looks like hot tea. He's he's drinking that, so he's just kind of kicking. So they're sparring and everything, and then uh, everyone's watching TV, and it looks like Dr. Stockman, it looks like he's doing interviews, and the reporter goes, so Dr. Stockman, uh, you believe that this little thing will solve the city's rodent problem? And Stockman goes, this little thing, Mrs. Hines, is a fully operational rodent hunter seeker killer. We like to refer to it as a Mauser. Dum-dum-dum. Yeah, yeah. And I I love the shot because it shows Baxter Stockman holding one of his Mausers, and it shows a close-up of one of the Mausers, and then it shows the next slide is a close-up of Splinter, who happens to be a rodent.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're at odds already.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you what, this next scene's kind of disturbing to me. You want to describe it? This is the first time that we see April in the comic book series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the debut of not only Baxter, but April too.
0: Yeah, so it's really strange. You, you, um you see baxter and i always pictured baxter as the fly and you know being in league with shredder Mm. and it's interesting that he's his own scientist and that april's his assistant so it introduces april as being his assistant and uh she's releasing rats into the maze right so baxter is trying to do a demonstration she releases the five rats into the maze ten seconds later he releases the mauser and it just shows the mauser um going through the maze uh, intelligently looking, hunting down the mouse, and it shows him picking up the mouse with his mouth and devouring it. And there's blood all over oh, the Oh, I mouser. know,
2: I know. And then that, and that scene, you know, when it shows that that rat uh, that's caught by the mouser and like the rat's face, poor poor guy.
0: <laughs> I know he looks so helpless. <laughs> yeah, he does.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and then the next scene, you just kind of see the mouser chomping down. You see like his tail barely sticking out of the uh, the mouser's mouth. And, you know, it's dripping with blood, and you kind of see April's face. She's kind of got this uh, very um, nervous kind of, oh, no, no, not April's face, uh, the reporter's face. She's got this very kind of nervous um, look on her face, and you see Baxter Stockman grinning uh, from ear to ear.
0: Yeah, I wonder if April knew that it was gonna be animal cruelty when she got into this. Like, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. I, I just don't picture her doing that.
2: Yeah, I know. April's releasing them, and at first she's got a big old smile on her face, but then toward the end, it's kind of bloody.
0: It's interesting that in the, the color print, the blood is actually black. Yeah, I'm looking at that it's right now.
2: It's not ahead. red. Wow, I wonder if they intentionally did huh. that so it wouldn't look so gory. I don't know. Maybe, Still looks pretty uh, gross either. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say, let me read what the porter said real quick. She says, Well, Dr. Stockman, this Mouser certainly made short work of those five rats just under three minutes. Yes, Miss Hines. April and I are quite confident that the city will fully recoup its investment in my project with a total eradication of the rat problem. And then again, it cuts to, to uh, Splinter kind of looking... Almost sad, you know this face. Yeah, he
0: he looks kind of insulted and dejected like, from the, the comment. Yeah. Did they say eradication?
2: <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> you know Sorry, what's funny? No, no, no. <laughs>
2: you know what's funny? I actually thought about using that joke, and I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great,
0: great minds think alike. That's or right. Like that. That's right.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so um, uh, Raph and Michelangelo, of the course, they're, they're still sparring, and I guess Michelangelo crashed into the bookcase. You see all these books flying. And uh, Raph's about to pounce on Michelangelo, and Michelangelo kind of um, uh, reverses it and kicks Raph, uh, r- uh, somehow trips him up in midair, throws him over top of him. Smash! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know what I kind of like already in this issue? The, the Turtles have a lot more personality in this issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree, they do. And it's interesting to see, uh, like, you know, Raphael and... Uh, and Michelangelo sparring you know because they're both kind of more emotional sort of hotheads mm-hmm. sort of Yeah, and it was cool that it shows you know Leonardo's just chilling with Splinter but
2: right. he's <laughs> he's
0: the good son always doing everything right and Donatello's kind of off on his own doing his own thing mm-hmm. I thought
2: that was pretty cool yeah absolutely absolutely and Michelangelo in here yeah, in this issue he can actually fight really well
0: yeah I always like it's one thing I didn't like about some of the other series you know they they try to make Michelangelo seem more like a joke, but uh, he's the real deal in, uh, in the original comics. Right.
2: So anyways, you know, after after they get sp- done sparring, um, uh, Leonardo goes, Master, what about Dr. Stockton's Mauser? Splinter goes, well, we must be more cautious from now on for one thing. Hmm, let me think on this a bit. I'm going to meditate. Oh, and Raphael, help Michelangelo clean up this mess. So, you know, you already (laughs) see kind of a lot more humor in this issue than you did in the first issue, which I really like because I don't think there was one funny scene in the first issue. No, I don't think so. I don't recall one. Yeah, so, you know, you kind of see a little bit of humor already. This is where you kind of uh, see a little bit of an interaction between April and Baxter. Baxter's kind of talking about how the mousers operate and everything. And, you know, basically they run on a central computer. And April goes, but what if someone else had gotten into the control of a couple of mousers and reprogrammed them? And then Baxter goes, really, April? The mother computer would know that that happened and it would tell me. And April's, you know, she kind of sees the flaw in this system and she goes, uh, I suppose you're right, Baxter. Still, I, and then, um, you know, Baxter's like, all right, April, I assure you that no one else has control over the mouses except you and I. Come on, I have something to show you. And then they take this elevator and they go all the way down to this, like, secret floor. And then they go all the way down, I guess, into this, like, sub-basement.
0: They're in a lobby. It looks like a normal, you know, business building and they start to go go down and down into this and you could see it's interesting there's uh, there's actually it lists the number of floors mm. and you could see there's one basement and then a lower level right so i thought that was yeah that was kind of cool and you you could see the light kind of starting to stream into the elevator as i go down mm. and they get into the this viewing window where you could see into the the inner bowels of this uh, lower basement area, mm. there's just an army of Mausers. It looks like there's got to be thousands right. just lined up. And uh, and then there's another Mauser. You see him uh, it's it's being carried by some mechanical arm, so it's just, it just looks like they're being manufactured at just a tremendous scale. Right. And uh, they're going down in their elevator, and Baxter goes, uh, security check. And she goes, wait, security check for what? And then you know, that's when you see this whole huge sea of Mausers, and she says good lord yeah <laughs>
2: she's like dang <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, then, and then she goes uh, where did you get all these, these Mausers? the city only gave us enough funds for two dozen it says, and, and there are more than 200 in, in this room still more being assembled as we speak oh that's Baxter talking there uh, she says but Baxter how did you get the money oh no Alright, and this is where you see kind of uh, Baxter's character turn, and you you know, obviously he stole that money. He says, very good April, very perceptive. I would have been disappointed at anything less. Yes, those recent baffling bank robberies are my doing. With the aid of of my Mausers, I have already stolen over $900,000. And basically he's used that money to build more Mausers. And what's he gonna do with them, Josh? Take over the world. (laughs) One building at a time. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, he says, uh, so this is his master plan, I think. Let me see. Of course, that is only the beginning. At the moment, hundreds of Mousers are tunneling through the city, undermining and weakening the foundations of certain large and important buildings. When they are nearly done, I'll hold the city for ransom. If I'm refused, I will order my Mousers to finish the excavation, and those buildings will fall. But why, April says, why, Baxter, you can make millions, millions legally. Which, you know, she really has a good point. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if the rodents are a serious problem in New York City, he's got a gold mine. Why does he have to right. be a mad scientist?
0: Because he can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he says, oh, you're quite right, April. The money is only an incidental, a byproduct. Uh, I'm really doing it because it's fun. Ha 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 ha. Oh, sorry, let me, let me start that again. ha 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 ha. Much better. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: That's a pretty good evil laugh. Oh, thank you. I, I've been working on it. I'm a that. worried about you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the part I kind of don't like. Now, how, how do you feel about this, you know, about Baxter's character?
0: You know, I kind of feel like in the, in the cartoon series, at least, I think he was initially, he wanted to be, uh, he, he was rejected, you know, by... Uh, by other employers and stuff like that, and everyone always kind of made fun of him. Mm-hmm. And he, he was kind of like, I'll show you, and, you know, made all these Mausers. I, I don't think he was really evil. He didn't want to do evil just for the sake of doing evil in the cartoon series. And uh, it looks like in, in the comic book series, they make him out to just be pretty much a mad scientist uh, doing it just because it's fun, because he's evil.
2: To me, is like, um, you know, and I'm not complaining. I really actually did enjoy this issue. But to me, it kind of makes him very one dimensional. You know, it's like you can I like villains you can kind of relate to, and in, in this issue, I just don't think Baxter's that interesting because it just makes for uh, a, kind of a one-off villain that I just don't really care a whole lot about.
0: Yeah, he's not really likable. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. Like you're
0: saying, yeah, you can't really sympathize with him. He doesn't have a really deeper, rich backstory. It's just, yeah, he's evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's much. evil. <laughs> he just
2: enjoys doing it, yeah. So so April, you know, she she's getting really kind of freaked out by Baxter right now, so she ends up running away. Apparently, she runs into some kind of trap. She says... Oh wait, I need that ID card to work the elevator! Baxter, wait! And it looks like Baxter puts her in some kind of trap door that uh, drops her into the sewers. And he's got a whole bunch of, bunch of Mousers down there chasing him. Or chasing her, I should say. The turtles show up, they, they actually show up and save her. You know, and, and in this point, because you know, all these Mousers... And by the way, very cool animation, you know, with these Mousers, the lights shining right into the, the slides and everything. And um, they're, they're chasing April through these these sewers, and April's cornered. And I kind of like this because it kind of shows the Ninja Turtles doing good, you know. Because you know, in, in the first issue, I don't know if revenge is good. I th- maybe this is the first time you see the Ninja Turtles actually standing up for what's right.
0: They're helping someone just for the sake of helping. Yeah,
2: them. yeah. Because you know, really, in, in the first issue, they are being trained to exact revenge on Shredder. You don't really see that they have a good side or a bad side. That's what they were trained to do, and that's what we were going to do. But seeing this one. They save an innocent woman. They save April O'Neil. When they show up, Malazos, you don't see Michelangelo, which is kind of strange. Yeah, where is he? Yeah, I I just noticed that now. Yeah, he's probably eating pizza. Yeah, (laughs) He is master of the worldling pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and and this is the first of many faints that April O'Neil will endure in, in all of her incarnations. And April goes, I can't deal with this. And she just faints. And when she wakes up, Splinter is kind of the one that comforts her. So, so you are real. I wasn't. I wasn't imagining you. Where am I? <laughs> you want to read Splinter's line?
0: <laughs> you are safe, young. Oh, woman?
2: oh. I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't see the young part. I thought it just said you are safe, woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I missed the young. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. Mind. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Splinter goes, "You are safe, young woman. Safe in our home." April goes, "Who?" He goes, "My name is Splinter, and yes, I am a rat. I am also the teacher of these turtles who rescued you." Uh, Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael. There was also Michelangelo who was here at home. Hi! <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was chilling. Yeah. You know how he was eating pizza. He was
2: kicking it. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Either that or he was still cleaning up the mess because he lost the fight to Raph or something.
2: Oh, that's true. That's true. Loser has to clean up the house. <laughs> or yeah. Turtle Air. Yeah. And April goes, Well, thank you all for saving me from those robots. Uh, just, just what are you and where did you come from, if you don't mind me asking? And then I like how it, it kind of plugs the first issue. It says, if you want to see their origin story, check out issue one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it says, one hour later. She says, what a fantastic story. It was a fantastic story. It was. It's so good. Yeah. Check out uh, our first episode where we talk about that story.
0: So it's interesting that she thinks it's an amazing story and that she, they, basically they said, yeah, this guy... Hurt our uh, our master, and we went out and we killed him. And she thinks that's awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> says all kinds of things about April.
0: First, it's uh, animal cruelty, and now it's uh, she's glad about revenge. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, April saying, "Now that you've avenged your master and defeated the shredder, what, what will you do next? What is your purpose? What will inspire your lives now?" And uh, Splinter says, "That is a very good question, April. It depends mostly on what my students." And then he gets interrupted uh, by it looks like uh, Leonardo. Master Splinter, come quick! There's something you should see. Police and fire departments uh, have evacuated the building, and it shows uh, just this dark figure uh, sitting at a desk with a small model of a building. And uh, it's uh, April. Goes, "Oh my God! This is Baxter," and uh, Baxter is basically delivering a threat, saying that um, you know if you guys don't give me uh, uh, x amount of dollars by three p.m. today, that um, I'm going to destroy this building. And he crushes the model in his hand right so it, it reminds me uh, sort of of uh, shredder you know being on TV all the time where he delivers this this threat message but um,
2: oh yeah where he goes tonight I dine on turtle soup
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so basically uh, Baxter explains that uh, he he's planning to extort uh, 1 billion dollars from uh, the major businesses by uh, taking out the, the corporate headquarters of the different buildings in New York so he's he's trying to hold them ransom for um, for basically a million dollars of the different businesses yeah and so he's, he's trying to rack up 20 million dollars
2: right right and the, the thing that's kind of surreal about this whole issue is uh it was he was actually talking about one of the uh, world trade center towers kind of a sad thing but yeah, yeah uh it says the um unidentified terrorist that went on to describe a complex or complex arrangement uh delivery from the ransom money however it has not been determined if this threat is for real or merely part of an elaborate hoax as you can see it is now 303 p.m the the re- rex, tab? rex building is still standing. And then, uh, you know, as the reporter is reporting this, he's like, so I guess this will wrap it up. Good lord! And he sees the building actually crumble before him. So he's using his mausers to kind of eat at the foundation of each of the, one of these buildings. And he says, look, I'm going to do the same thing to this one particular building if you don't pay me the money I want. And he's basically going to do that to every single building in the city if he has to. The turtles need to stop him.
0: It is. I think it's kind of cool that nobody knows how, you know... I'm gonna destroy this building and they're like well how's he gonna do it right you know right and they're kind of and then out of nowhere it, cr- it crashes I thought that was kind of cool yeah
2: yeah me too it's a pretty cool uh, uh April you know she's sobbing and everything and you kind of see Splinter consoling her and this is kind of where you see the soft side of Splinter and he says April do you think you could find your way back to Baxter Secret Lab right before all this happened April was asking Splinter well now that you've avenged your master Splinter what are your turtles gonna do next you know and he says I really don't know and now you see that's what they're gonna do they're gonna stand up for what's right they're gonna try to protect people they're kind to try to protect the city a recurring theme in each and every one of the uh, the series
0: I guess they take on the role of protectors and heroes yes which is pretty cool and uh, I love at the, the bottom of page uh, 22 where uh, when he's saying go and use your every skill mm-hmm. to quench the madness like you said I like that it shows each each uh, turtle with their weapon oh, and just yeah. up for a battle
2: let's track down uh, Baxter's so they go to his lab uh uh, you see Leonardo Catano He says, your reign of terror has ended, Stockman. And he goes, eh?
0: That quote from Leonardo just makes me think of space heroes
3: <laughs> from the new one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Your reign of terror has ended, Stockman. And he says, he goes, what? Who are you? And and how did you get in here? April comes up and she goes, they came with me, Baxter. So that kind of shows, you know, April's character too. She, you know, she's right in there with the action as well.
0: Yeah, she's pretty bold bold, extending against what he's what he's trying to do. I thought that was cool. Yeah, he goes, April, you're still alive.
2: And I love Raphael. I think he bangs his head against the computer and knocks him out that way. And now April's trying to take care of the computer, the master computer, to stop the Mausers from.
0: I thought it was kind of cool that uh, so April's basically a lab assistant, mm-hmm. but she was also uh, part of designing, you know. The software and everything for these the Mausers and everything. So she's actually uh, she's a computer savvy person, which I thought was kind of cool. And a lab assistant, so she's kind of a uh, kind of nerdy, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and kind of a techie person. I thought that was kind of cool, and it kind of explains, you know, in the in the animated series, she's always on the computer looking stuff up, mm-hmm. and this kind of explains how she would know how to use one. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're trying to to shut down all the Mausers, and uh, they realize that there's a bunch of Mausers trying to get through the door and they're all converging on, on oh, where yeah. uh, April is and they're all trying to get her so they're trying to turn the Mausers down and then they start trying to barricade the doors and uh, they they look and they see that the whole shaft is jammed with rocks so they can't escape uh, probably because of the, the crumbling of uh, uh, the other building I'm guessing nearby it just sort of filled everything up right so they're unable to escape it says uh, another part of Baxter Stockman's plan so Baxter has them uh, trapped, and uh, April goes, oh my god, we're trapped, there's nothing we could do, and uh, I'm assuming this is Donatello, says, uh, wait a minute, April, I'm familiar with some computer systems, and you helped to program the Mausers, uh, maybe we could do something to cancel this self-destruct program. Right. So uh, I suppose Donatello, and, uh, but it would take some time, and those Mausers mm-hmm. will be here soon. Leonardo says he's got a plan to uh, to delay them, and uh, if Baxter, they're trying to see if uh, Baxter left any explosives. So April is trying to cancel the self destruct uh, system with Donatello, and Leonardo is, is trying to fend off all the Mausers that are coming in. And uh, so they hunt down and they find some explosives, and they they set some charges in the uh, in the uh, the corridor uh, to try to to cave it in to make sure that the Mausers can't get to them. So they fight off a couple Mausers and they go ahead and they blow the tunnel. It collapses in on itself, so that they kind of buy themselves some more time mm-hmm. uh, for the, the self-destruct uh, sequence, so that they can cancel it.
2: Right. Right, yeah, so so they're, so they're in this uh, tunnel and everything, and the Mausers are pretty much, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting them off. And you know what I think is really interesting is, you know, uh, they are pretty much getting overpowered by these Mausers.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting because you know it, they always kind of seem like they would be easy to kill. Right. Um, but yeah, they're actually formidable foes in the, in this episode or issue.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: Leonardo, Raphael, and uh, Michelangelo—they're just fighting off the mouser's because they're starting to come through all of the uh, the rubble, mm-hmm. even though that they have blown the tunnel. Right. So they're just they're just kind of whacking them one by one and, and slicing them away, and they're noticing you know they're still coming. We're about to get overrun. And so they say, fall back to the lab. Run. So the turtles get back to the lab. Leonardo says, uh, they're they're starting to come through the walls. And Donatello says, uh, the program is working, but it's just not fast enough. Uh, April goes, it has to be. And then the, together, the, the turtles say, uh, turtles die with honor. Oh, I love and that. It's sort of their last stand, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I know I lo- this is this is probably one of my favorite um, uh, pictures out of the entire thing, or favorite sketch, because you see the mouse are starting to burrow through or chew through. And you know, they're all just, they're ready. You know, they're like, this is how we're gonna die, but you know what, we're gonna die fighting. And then you don't see anything right after that slide. You say, you know, you see all these sound effects, uh, a lot of onomatopoeia here, a nice English term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see tic-tac, crash, smash, uh, you know, it's, you just see all these uh, crazy words, all the lights around. And the uh, thwack. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have thwack <laughs> in there somewhere. It just stops, you just see darkness, you see one slide, just nothing but black, and then uh, the, the, the word, hey. I guess it worked, and then it shows all the Turtles together and April's kind of um, uh, with them and all the, the Mousers, I guess, have been shut down.
0: They were shutting down the self-destruct program and they were waiting for it to, to finish running and it finally, at the last second, it finishes running, it finishes running, uh, it finishes running. And it shuts down the power and everything to the whole floor. So they just, they basically, they stop the self-destruct, mm. but in the process, they cut off um, all of the power to the entire lab. Oh, okay. But it shut down the Mausers as well.
2: Yeah. And I like how Leonardo actually lights a match, like he had one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got a pack of smokes around, you know, he, he doesn't yeah. smoke them in the sewer. Plus
0: all that methane it would be kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so he goes, I guess it worked. And they're just kind of standing in awe yeah. in the dark. Like, oh, man, we're still alive. Right. And, and
2: really, like, <laughs> I guess this this is uh, the beginning of um, kind of a series here or a saga, I guess, because um, this isn't really a definitive end, you know, because Baxter's still at large. They still got to deal with him. So perhaps in issue three, they, they deal with him. <laughs> so overall, what did you think of this issue?
0: Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh, it was interesting because I had seen the, uh, the cartoon series first. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it was cool to see April in a different role, Uh, instead of being a reporter, Mm -hmm. actually being uh, a lab technician. And it kind of took me by surprise, you know, I was expecting totally different characters and origins for both April and Baxter Stockman. It was cool that uh, on the cover, you know, you saw the Mauser and you knew right away, okay, this is going to be a Mauser issue, but it was a lot different than what I was expecting. And uh, like you were saying, I thought it was cool that the Mausers are more of a formidable foe for the, the Turtles and they're actually a real danger, more so than just a nuisance.
1: Right, I agree. And,
0: uh, yeah, I-, I thought it was really neat. And, you know, it-, it shows a lot about April's character that, you know, she's, uh, she's got computer skills and she's, uh, she's actually pretty smart, but she's also got a conscience and she's willing to stand up for what's right. And she actually, you know, she risked her life to go back to the lab to try to fix, you know, what she had helped to build. So she kind of has a sense of responsibility for, uh, for what happened.
2: I, I like the artwork in this issue, issue very, very much. I like, like you mentioned, I like April's character a lot. I think she's very independent. I've always kind of liked her character. I, I like her character in pretty much everything. I like her in in the show. I like her in the newer comics. I, I just like her in pretty much everything. She's a she's a good character. I'm not crazy back about uh, Baxter Stockman. I, I'm just really not. He's just, you know, your kind of typical mad scientist. And I, I, know, I know he's kind of iconic now, but if I were reading this for the first time I think okay well that's you know they're probably gonna send him to jail and that's gonna be the end of him and then we'll have another villain kind of like the early X-Men comic books you know there was like the villain of the week or the villain of the issue and then you never see you never really see them again Uh, so you know he's kind of a one-dimensional character but I do like my favorite part is the fact that the Turtles have individual personalities. And Splinter, you know, has more of a personality in this issue. See, in the first one, you have so much going on, it's such a self-contained story, that there's not a lot of character development. But in this issue, you kind of see it a little bit more. You're starting to see the individual personalities come through. Like you see in the very first scene, Raphael saying, um, I'm gonna kick your butt or something like that. Oh, oh! Kiss your butt goodbye. That's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see Raphael's kind of tough guy attitude. Leonardo, you know, he says turtles die with honor. We see Splinter's kind of care- caring nature and kind of a warm personality. Uh, we see Donatello working on the circuit board, like I said. And-, and Michelangelo, we don't really see a whole lot from him yet, but uh, I'm sure you know his character will be developed a little bit later on. But you know, th- you kind of see this is the beginning of that. I like that, and and for that reason, I guess I would give this comic book. Probably an eight out of ten. What about you, Josh?
0: Yeah, uh, I'd say an eight, eight out of ten. That's that's probably fair. Yeah, I agree.
2: We gotta stop doing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I really can't go. I mean, I was gonna say seven, but really, it's a uh, it's a solid story mm-hmm. from start to finish. Uh, it it kind of it completes the story, or at least this section of the story. Right. So it's it's not really a cliffhanger because you know that the turtles are out of danger. But you're kind of wondering what the next adventure is going to be.
2: Right, right. You know they're not done with Baxter yet, so, you know, it makes you definitely want to buy the next issue. I guess that brings us into our last topic which would be the original Teenage Mutant Turtle cartoon episode number two which would be Enter the Shredder an iconic episode yeah and
0: it's uh, the debut episode of Bebop and Rockstar. Right?
2: I know I know and Crank yeah, oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's I great. didn't even realize right. That. Yeah. He's in this one. Remember, Shredder goes, that's quite a brain you got there, Crank. And he's like, thank you. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things going on in this episode here. So, first of all, before we get into it, Josh, did you ever watch this episode, you know, as a kid?
0: No, not as a kid. As a kid, uh, I think I started watching in probably uh, like 90, on And I think it had already been, you know, further into the series. And, you know, I don't think... I, don't, I probably didn't see any of the original series, uh, original um, season, which I think season one is probably like four episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw any of those as a kid growing up. So uh, it was kind of a treat for me to be able to go back and, and see the origin story uh, with the animated series. So uh, no, no, I, I did not see this one growing up.
2: Um, I think, as a matter of fact, I did, do think I've seen this one um, when I was a kid because I think it was on a VHS tape. Uh, I'm, I'm actually checking right now. I, I want to make sure that I'm right on this. Yes, yes, I remember this cover. I guess, uh, see, I'm looking at a, a, oh, is b- a-
0: Oh, you're looking at the title of the VHS? Yes. Do oh, you have an original VHS?
2: What's that? you
0: have the original VHS Oh, still?
2: no, I wish, I wish. Oh, okay. I used to have them now. I, I used to have a whole bunch of them, but uh, I bet you they're still at my parents' house. But I'm looking at a cover of the VHS right now, and it says Heroes and a Half Show." And it's got Shredder um, on the cover, and it's got the four turtles and everything. And on the back, it's got Rocksteady in in that cage, which happened in the Enter the Shredder episode. So, oh, okay, yeah. So I don't know if that's just a different name for the same episode. I'm not real sure, but yeah, yeah, I do remember seeing that. And, and you, cool. you know what else is uh, this, this episode is a debut of? What's that? The toy we always wanted as kids, the Technodrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you did you have the Technodrome? No, I wish I did. Oh, me too. I always wanted that as a kid, man. You could put all your turtles in there and everything, and you know, you could you could say, "Hey, mom, you know, if you'll buy me that Technodrome, I can have all my turtles in one one spot. They're not strewn all over the house."
0: Yeah, and never sold it though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was
0: probably the eyeball that creeped her out. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, my mom thought the Ninja Turtles were too violent. So uh, really, yeah, she for a while, she you know, she'd say, "Oh, I don't want you watching. That's too that's too violent." But I said, "Mom, they're just robots." You know, when, uh, you know, Leonardo would cut him off. She goes, oh, (laughs) all right, um, all right. So.
0: (laughs) It's funny. I kept, I always think about that because, you know, in the first episode we reviewed, uh, I think uh, in our first episode. It's, they're talking about the history of the Foot Clan, mm-hmm. and they say, stick them up, and so they talk like people. Right, yeah. But yeah, and it seems like they're kind of, uh, they almost go back and forth, but whenever they go to die, then they have to blow up, because they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even in this episode, I noticed, the hands of the, uh, of the Foot Soldiers, they actually look like human flesh. They're not black, or do not have gloves on, or anything wow. like that, so I thought that was interesting, yeah. Huh.
2: Well, they're Terminators, remember? They had the human flesh on the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they are.
0: They're a cybernetic organism, (laughs) uh, living (laughs) tissue over over metal, yeah.
2: That's right, that's right.
0: Cyberdyne Systems Model
2: 101.
0: (laughs) I am a big Terminator fan, in case you can't tell. You do know his
2: CPU (laughs) is a neural net processor, a learning computer. (laughs) Nice. Episode 2 of um, the original cartoon was released on December 11th of 1987, and it was written by David Wise.
0: The first thing I noticed about this episode was, uh, you know, the intro screen where they play the little riff and it's usually somebody eating pizza? Yeah. And this one, it actually has uh, Michelangelo, but it's interesting. He has two katanas. I thought that was kind of funny. Michelangelo does? Yeah, yeah. It has Michelangelo with two katanas in the little intro screen. Wow. Which is really weird because usually someone's eating pizza, so it's like there's no pizza, but it's Michelangelo, but he's got katanas. It's a really (laughs) strange uh, mix-up. The episode starts, this is directly after the last episode, which basically uh, the Turtles had were trying to rescue April from being kidnapped by the foot soldiers. They went into the building and the building ended up filling up with water and they narrowly escaped. Shredder escapes in the Technodrome. So this episode is directly after that. The next morning the Turtles are in their turtle lair and April comes down uh, asking for Raphael. And I'm not sure why she's asking for him specifically. I thought that was weird. Yeah. But uh, it shows the turtles. They're all they're all still waking up, and none of them have their masks <laughs> on. I
2: know. It's kind of strange <laughs> to see. They kind of look funny without their masks.
0: They do. <laughs> and they're really hard to tell apart, too. Mm-hmm. They look funny. Um, and so the turtles are trying to sleep in, and uh, the, the turtles talk about, oh, man, we had a rough night last night. You're waking us up kind of early. And, um, you know, they're referencing episode one. Right. And uh, they say, well, we're not going anywhere till we get some pizza of course michelangelo and uh, leonardo goes oh we're not having any pizza until we work out so they tell april hold on it's too early we, we got to work out
2: <laughs> yeah and, and and that fight i remember was michelangelo versus leonardo and uh, mike once again he puts up a good fight
0: i thought it was interesting that splinter actually says uh tells michelangelo not to lose his temper i thought that was kind of interesting oh I, I, I totally missed I was, that
2: i didn't even notice that
0: yeah i always or uh and to be patient i always thought it was as being the impatient one Uh, with a temper but yeah he's fighting leonardo and leonardo um manages to to sort of cast away one of his uh nunchucks and then uh he gets angry and just dives at leonardo and then leonardo just kind of kicks him away and defeats him and uh splinter says yeah michelangelo has a lot to learn about patience
2: wow that yeah that definitely seems more like a wrath issue than that should be michelangelo issue
0: so then the turtles are since they had their workout they're Going to sit down and have their breakfast, so they're having uh, <laughs> pizza stopped with uh, corn flakes uh-huh. and raisin bran and, and cocoa uh, puffs. Cocoa puffs, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, April goes, "Do you have any real food around here?" <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And, and the funny thing is, she won't eat uh, Splinter sushi this time.
0: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, she she ate it in the first episode, didn't she? She did.
2: She did. She's too good for sushi. Yeah,
0: yeah she's turning her
2: nose she, up. She's now. what a snob. Oh, and yeah, I also so, love how the pizzas, or I'm sorry, how the turtles eat pizza in one bite. They'll have a slice of pizza and they'll just eat in one bite.
0: Yeah, and they dominate it <laughs> it's pretty
2: awesome <laughs> I actually had a friend that could do that you know he had a big old slice of like New Jersey pizza I mean a big old slice of it and he would fold that thing up and cram it all into his mouth so he was he was, he was quite impressive
0: is that how they eat pizza over in Jersey
2: <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> uh, but yeah so um, uh, April she wants to go up to the surface
0: she wants to track down the technodrome
2: right right because yeah. I, think, I think what it is is um, there's some kind of like leak in the sewers right
0: yeah she, yeah, she wants to find out. You know, they're, they're sitting there and they're eating pizza and everything, and then they notice, hey, yeah, the water is starting to leak down into the sewers, and they're trying to figure out why, and it's uh, it's because of the big hole that the tectodrome
2: left. Yeah, yeah, and Mike Lansley goes, funny, we don't get much rain down here in the sewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, they're searching the caverns, and uh, and actually it's really cool. As they're walking through the caverns, I think uh, they make comments about the size of the hole and they say something about Shea Stadium.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, another thing is I think this is the credits roll, like this scene where they're walking through the cavern.
0: I was just going to say that. Oh, yeah, nice. Yes, yeah, the exact same shot.
2: Yeah, it seems kind of like a random shot, you know, that they, that they would use for the credits, uh, you know, but hey, that's it. I knew I recognized it.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny because you know, I remember you uh, earlier. You asked me if I'd ever seen it as a kid, and I remember as a kid always wanting to see that episode. I'm like, "What is this from? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> why are they walking yeah. down that tunnel? <laughs> yeah, what what are they doing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and why is April leading them?
0: <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So uh, they're they're going through the tunnels, and uh, the Technodrome appears, and Shredder is driving the uh, the Technodrome, and I like uh, it. Actually, it looks like it has a gear shift around, it. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then Krang calls Shredder over, and he calls him Saki. Which I thought was interesting, and uh, and Shredder goes, uh, "Don't call me Saki, you know, call me the Shredder."
2: Yeah. almost like he's embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, they're, they're like an old married couple, the Krang and Shredder. They were great together.
0: Tr- uh, Krang calls him out and says, uh, "You know, hey, you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be shredding anything without me. I've given you the vast technical knowledge, uh, and and you still haven't built my body."
2: Right. Okay, so I got to ask you. All right, let's talk about the Technodrome for a sec. Did Krang design the Technodrome?
0: You know, I, I think so. I, I don't know. I mean, this kind of sounds like Krang allowed Schroeder to learn about all the different types of technology and build a lot of stuff. Right. But I always, I always, for some reason, I always just assumed that the Technodrome was kind of Krang's mothership or so, right. you know, that he came through in Dimension X. But, uh, you know, I'm not really sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I don't think the Technodrome's not in uh, the comics, is it?
0: no not that is. i know of, no. yeah
2: not, not that i remember seeing so i mean it just seems so different and strange i mean you know you know we, we look at it now it's like oh yeah you know it's iconic you, you see the techno drone, oh, you know you easily know what that is but imagine seeing that for the first time i mean it's so random looking you know
0: yeah yeah it's kind of uh, a hodgepodge of
2: stuff Yeah, i mean it looks like the death a- star with an eyeball on top and a drill on the side
0: yeah, yeah, it is really kind of random, and no, they don't really explain the uh, the origins of it very
2: much. No, they, they, at least not in this episode, no. Yeah, so uh, so apparently Krang, you know, I love the dynamic here, because Krang needs a body to get his, uh, to get, somehow, to get his soldiers from Dimension X. So he's got a whole bunch of soldiers uh, that, that we know about, so Krang's some kind of general. Um, there's also some kind of dimension that we don't know about called Dimension X. And Shredder needs to get Krang a body, but he's holding off on that because he knows if Krang has a body, then Shredder has no upper hand on Krang.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Krang is saying, well, you know, you try to destroy Yoshi with the mutagen. And I thought that was interesting, you know, because that's, that's like we were saying on the back of the, the turtle uh, turtle figure, right. that Shredder is the one that actually poured the use in on them. Yeah. And uh, the reason he was doing it is that he was trying to destroy Yoshi, Yoshi with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild, uh, but I I like the dynamic. It's almost like they need each other.
0: Yeah, and uh, I like if you go back to the original episode, if you look at the uh, in the background where he's he's picks up the turtles and they're covered in the goo, there's like a ton of it coming through the sewer. Ooh. So yeah, it was kind of like a a large scale attack sort of by Shredder. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Krang suggests that Krang should use the mutagen or, or something more powerful to, to, to beat Yoshi, like you said. The, the gears start turning into Shredder's head. And he goes, that's quite a brain you've got, Krang. And then that's, you know, where, of course, the Krang line is perfect. Of course it is. It's all I've got. <laughs> 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 of course, you know, we're, we're going to have to get him to say a few lines uh, when we when we get to interview him next week. But, you know, and, and it's kind of interesting because in the comic books and this this episode, Splinter is much shorter than the Turtles. You know? Uh, yeah, he's really short in this episode. Extremely short. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Like, I took note of that. <clears throat> in contrast to the Splinter in the Nickelodeon show. Because if you notice, Splinter in the Nickelodeon show is taller than the Turtles. Yeah, because he's half Kegaroo. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a pouch and everything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently he goes out with the Turtles to find the Technodrome. Which, which is interesting because yeah. usually, you know, he's wanting to sit back.
0: Yeah, and he, you know, he's like, he can tell that Shredder's involved, so, you know, his his old nemesis, uh, Oroko Psaki, is uh, involved, so he says, uh, you know, I gotta join you. I think it's Michelangelo that says, yeah, Splinter will help us find him, just like sniffing out a, a rat. <laughs> Poor
2: Michelangelo, bless his heart.
0: <laughs> or no, uh, You know what, maybe he says a weasel. <laughs> I think he says weasel, but, you know, uh, it's kind of funny if you look at Splinter's face when he says it, he kind of smirks, it's kind of funny. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Splinter's mannerisms, like, some of the, some of the animation for him is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, Splinter's going with the Turtles, and the Technodrome drills through the ground to a zoo. And this is kinda cool, because you see these unicycle robots, uh, what are their names? Do they have names? I- I don't know. I, I don't know, but the, you know they're they're kind of funny looking because uh, you know they of course they've got like this metal rope that comes out of their chest and everything so they can grab stuff, um, and, and they also have this really funny kind of robotic voice.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they spoke.
2: Yeah, yeah. They say you're coming with I- us. Do not resist us.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know since I never saw this episode and you know of course I grew up playing the. Uh the NES arcade port, I was like, oh, it's those annoying things. Like, (laughs) I I never knew that they talked, and they were actually in the show and everything.
2: Yeah, you know what? I I think in the 1989 arcade, I think, don't they talk? Don't they say, like, do "Do not resist us, or something like that?
0: Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I haven't played a whole lot of the the original arcade game with the voices, so yeah, maybe you're right.
2: Yeah, because I I think there are a couple of voices in in each one. Like I think, you know, remember like the, the fire scene? I think it actually has cam clark yeah yeah hang on april (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah so anyways the robot uh the unicycle robot things they come out uh they come out of the the hole that the technodrome um drilled i did they did they get a warthog and a rhino and then take them down to the technodrome
0: mm -hmm. yeah they abduct them yes
2: yeah, so they, so they take them down, um, and it says, "There's like, you're coming with us, so they take... <laughs> uh, the unicycle robots, um, they... Oh, and I love this. This was hilarious. The unicycle robot kind of tips its hat at one of the bystanders that witnesses everything. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, and
0: yeah, I think they say, have a nice yeah, day or yeah, something. They're
2: not, yes. Yeah, they do. Yep. It says, have a nice day. <laughs> so, um
0: then uh then it cuts back to the turtles and they're uh they're talking about burrowing burrowing through you know the next area of rubble and uh and they're like oh we got to go up there and uh spinner's like yeah we got to go forward we rats can burrow through anything (laughs) and uh (laughs) and then it it switches back to uh to shredder and now that shredder's got the animals he goes oh i need two volunteers Mm -hmm. it'll make you strong and uh and they're like oh okay and he's like "You, you, you have the power of like 12 men and like, oh, big hairy deal. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, and it will also give you a chance to have revenge on the turtles who so recently uh, humiliated you. And then they're all... You're like, <laughs> yes, sign all me up! they forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but I only need two volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah.
2: Gotta love Uncle Phil. Uh, let's see. And then, um, yeah, there, there was a little bit of... Um, okay, so Shredder, you know, he ties them up and everything. Uh, uh, I guess Bebop soon to be Bebop and Rocksteady and um, oh gosh what does Bebop say I, I think he says like
0: uh, I wish I had brought some yeah comics. yeah <laughs> yeah I love that I was like yes yeah.
2: nice <laughs> little nod to the comics there yeah uh, and then Shredder ties them up and it kind of cuts then, to the turtles again and, and and Leo it's kind of funny because Leo's Raph's voice when they surface again
0: oh I didn't notice yeah, that yeah yeah
2: and then I think they go to like Ray's Jumbo Pizza I don't know I see that somewhere I wrote yeah, do yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it
0: was about. Yeah. Yeah. They they come out and they see Ray's Jumbo Pizza and then they see the Channel 6 building as well. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. And then Raphael, like, he's dressed in, like, some kind of street clothes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah they all dress up in, um, sort of like some 80s hipster gear. Yeah, yeah. And I love And Raph. they've got, like, a
2: boombox. Yeah, Raph, he's kind of dancing around. They're all snapping and stuff. And, uh, and Raph goes,
1: Yo, sister, what's a haps? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and she, she just kind of rolls her eyes. Yep,
2: yep you know the turtles are up at the surface and what are they doing again i guess they're uh checking out the zoo robbery is that what they're doing yeah uh
0: th- i think they had just they were trying to get to the technodrome so they they had climbed up a shaft to try to get over to the next area mm-hmm. and they come up and when they come up they notice the channel six building oh, so okay. then, th- yeah they they switch into uh their costumes and then uh april comes out and uh and sees them and she goes uh yeah i just got a story uh of a zoo robbery it's gonna lead us right to the technodrome and the turtles laugh at her <laughs> <laughs> and they're like a rhino and a warthog and then uh, and then she's like yeah some robots took them and uh, and drug them underground and then they're like oh okay uh so then they go they start heading towards the zoo uh to check it out mm. and then uh it goes back to uh to sh- the shredder and he's talking to Rocksteady and bop and they're like uh are you sure it's gonna give us all those them powers that you talked about mm. and and he goes absolutely but you might have trouble getting a date on Saturday night.
2: (laughs) small price to pay
0: I thought that was kind of funny and my wife actually pointed out she was like you know after they mutate what happens to the animals yeah I was like you know what I never really thought about that
2: did they they bring them back
0: yeah she's like wouldn't they just have to touch the animals and then right touch the mutagen I don't know
2: (laughs) yeah they kept them as household pets probably you know to kind of spruce up the (laughs) technodrome. you know because it gets lonely in there you know I can't imagine the smell, though. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the foot soldiers are probably, one of them is dressed up like a nanny and has to clean up after them. <laughs> That's
2: the only thing they're good for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, or one of those unicycle robots uh, uh, kind of captures Splinter and uh, uh, drags him to the Technodrome. So Splinter's captured, um, and the turtles, I guess they fall from the surface. and Oh, and they fall from such a huge distance. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah, it was like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it looked
0: like, you know, like... Hundreds of I feet know. just fall right down. I thought they were dead. <laughs> yeah, me too. And they actually make a comment about it being uh, the fast way down or something. I think. Right. It was kind of funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So so. The, anyways, they go into the detective room and the walls kind of close in, and it kind of reminds me of that scene with Han, Leia, and Luke, in the, in the first Star Wars movie, and that Dude, I totally
0: wrote that down. Oh, did down. you really? <laughs> I have Star Wars trash compact written down <laughs> on my notes.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, I beat you to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was I was just waiting for one of them to say. Well, one thing's for sure, we're all going to be a lot thinner. <laughs> but you know, they should have totally thrown oh, that out. that would have been there. awesome. Although I guess in the, this is what eighty-seven. So, yeah. uh, you know, Star Wars is still in his heyday. I think uh, Empire had probably been out, but uh, yeah, all three of them had been out. But you know, yeah, it was Re- still Return the fresh.
2: Jedi came out what eighty-three. Eighty-three. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: okay. yeah, it was still you know in everyone's minds. I think it does I make you wonder, you know,
2: because okay, here you got the technodrome, kind of looks like the Death Star. And now you've got this room with the the walls that cave in. It kind of makes you wonder if they intentionally did that.
0: Yeah, they must have. Oh, do, they totally did. Yeah, because uh, the scene was with uh, Shredder later. We'll talk about that.
2: Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I, ca- yeah, I can't wait yeah, to get bring we'll that. up. yeah, we'll get to up. that. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, sweet. So uh, so. Oh, go you ahead. go ahead. You you're better at recapping than I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, they manage to stop the trash compactor, and then the the robots come and attack, and then they play that classic turtles battle
2: riff oh
0: yeah um yeah we all know what i'm yeah. talking
2: about oh it's great yeah.
0: and uh it's like turtles fight with honor and they of course they make sure work of all the uh all the different robots and i thought it was kind of cool uh the way that they they uh, actually use their weapons to to fight the the robots because in a lot of episodes you know they end up not really using your actual weapons right but whenever there's a robots involved you get to see them to bust out the hardware it was kind of cool right
2: right and, um, and that that's also um you know Leonardo saying turtles uh fight with honor uh that that's very similar to the quote in the second issue but they say turtles yeah. turtles die with honor so yeah i thought that was cool yeah yeah i wonder if they intentionally did that
0: and then uh while they're fighting uh Raphael says oh, we're cut off sarge <laughs> i thought that was funny michelangelo uh does really well with his nunchucks it's he, like, bashes the metal, and it actually, like, caves in with the wooden nunchucks. Yeah. I was impressed.
2: Yeah, and actually, even before before they they start fighting, I love Leo's, you know, he, he's a good leader here. And, you know, the, the one thing I, I guess might, the only thing I might not like about the cartoon as much, you know, at least the first cartoon, was, you know, Le, Leo's automatically a good leader. He's automatically got it, which is cool, but I, I kind of like the dynamic where he's struggling to be a good leader, like in the film or the 2003 series. Um, but... I do really like Leo's line here because he's he's directing the Turtles on where to go and, and who to attack. And then the Turtles, they ask Leo, they're like, well, what are you going to do? And then Leo goes, well, somebody's got to take the middle. Attack! The, the music kicks in. I don't know, it kind of pumped me up a little bit, believe it or not. Yeah,
0: that riff always gets the uh, blood boiling. It, it,
2: it really does. It was really good. <laughs> so the animation here was really good, I thought. They, they were getting chased by something. I, I can't remember what it was. Where um, right is the Lost Ark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how yeah. Raph runs. He runs with his arms straight up in the air. <laughs> it was the funniest That's thing. That's awesome. Yeah. The turtles dodge rolling spikes, and then they find Splinter tied up with a, with this really funny like puppy dog face. You remember he's yeah. like tied up and he's just kind of looking real yeah, sad. Yeah, he looks so
0: sad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then then Shredder appears and he says, um, he introduces himself as a Rokosaki actually, and then he says, but you can call me the Shredder. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and Raphael goes a kitchen utensil, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is—it's funny that actually throws back to some of the commentary I read. That's true. Uh, about yeah, in the first uh, issue. Yeah, the grater, then, right?
2: The cheese grater or the grater? Yeah, the cheese grater, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so then, this is the part that I was talking about. That's like Star Wars. So uh, Splinter says, or uh, Shredder says, <gasps> "I, I know
2: I you're have going made with this. You what
0: you are today? Yeah, I have made you what you are today. It was I who caused you to mutate. Don't destroy your destiny. Oh my Join goodness." Me. Yes. It's totally out of Star, it's Star
2: Wars. It's a Star
0: Wars. It totally is. Wow. And then Raphael goes, uh, does the phrase, go suck a lemon, mean anything
3: <laughs> to you?
2: <laughs> great line, great line. Yeah, yeah, you gotta leave Yeah, you, it you remember to, that to from Star Raphael. Wars? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah,
2: so, uh, you know, and, and this is really cool, because this is the debut of the bebop of Rocksteady as we know them. Uh, so Shredder sends them out, and they charge forward. Do they, do they jump into each other, or is that what happens? Yeah,
0: the the they're charging the turtles from either side. The turtles just jump straight in the air and Rocksteady and Bebop just
2: collide. Yeah, and then Donatello goes, "The mutation didn't up their IQs any." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I guess, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady they, they kind of um they they kind of bump at each other, kind of get uh, real dizzy and stuff, and they rescue Splinter.
0: Yeah, so they they the turtles rescue Splinter and they go back up through the hole they came through. So they're back in the zoo, and uh, Leonardo goes, oh, "That was almost too easy." <laughs> and uh, Raphael says, "I wish you would stop saying stuff like that." <laughs> and then uh Bebop and Rocksteady end up coming up, and they start opening fire, and there's another sort of uh, battle scene, and then the Turtles uh, decide uh, that they're going to lead him back. I think uh, it's Michelangelo that makes a comment about a cage, and uh, Donatello goes, uh, Michelangelo, that's a brilliant notion, and then they, they head back towards the cage, and they lead Ro- uh, Bebop and Rocksteady back into the cage. They go out the back of it, and then they uh, they lock the, they lock him in the cage. Mm-hmm so then april shows up and she goes uh you know where's the story and uh raphael says oh you just missed all the action but there's still those guys so uh then april gets a shot of bebop and rocksteady in the uh in the cage Mm. and uh they're they're not too happy about it (laughs) no no so then they they take april back to the van and they go back to the lair one of the unicycle robots comes back up and uh and frees bebop and rocksteady and says that splinter wants to have a talk with them and uh, or shredder yeah Shredder yeah. wants to have a talk with them yeah <laughs> and, almost uh, like, Rock's the, the, goes, like
2: Shredder's their dad and they're like scared uh-huh.
0: and they go uh, "Oh, would you mind just putting us back in the cage <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's the end of the episode
2: oh yeah yeah alright man excellent episode uh, what do you think I mean you know what did what'd you love about this episode
0: Uh, I really like the debut of uh, Krang, uh, which I didn't even realize until you had mentioned it, but that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, I thought that was pretty neat. And really, there's a lot of elements that are revealed in the story. Like, uh, this is one of the few episodes where Splinter goes out with the Turtles on a mission. Right. Um, Also, it reveals the origins of Shredder himself. He reveals his name, which doesn't really happen in a whole lot of episodes. Uh, His relationship with Krang. uh, As well, also uh it explains that krang gave shredder the ability to have uh all the knowledge of the technology which is sort of splintered our uh, wow well, i can't talk today
2: i <laughs> mean either which like is always.
0: sort of shredder's uh it's sort of shredder's mo you know he's always got some wacky device that he of technology that he's got to try to take over the turtles. so it kind of cool it's cool that it explains the origins of all those characters and then uh just a lot of backstory. So I thought it was really...
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I wholeheartedly agree. So, um, yeah, yeah, for me, I I guess, um, for me, this is the perfect episode. Uh, I love... Now, don't get me wrong, I love the first episode of the series. It's a fantastic episode. But I think this one takes it to the next level. Um, I, I think it's very epic. and You get kind of... You're seeing so many iconic characters. And I've been using that word quite a lot lately, iconic. But still, you know, you see so many famous characters from the series, uh, that debut in this first episode, or, or in, in, in the second episode, you, um, and not even character not so much even characters as objects, like the Technodrome, the Unicycle Robots, um, you, you get the debut of Bebop and Rocksteady, you get, um, uh, you get You've got Krang. You've got. Um,
0: that's that's still a lot of characters. Actually, uh, Burn Burn Thompson. Oh, Burn. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Burn Thompson. Yeah, this. I think this is his debut episode. I'm not sure if he was in the first one. I but can't remember. In this one, he, he gives April a hard time. Like you've been gone for two days. Yeah, April. You haven't had anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh. So, I, I and I just you know all those nods of Star Wars. I never noticed that as a kid, but now I I see it, and it is it's definitely not a coincidence.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, no question at all. When, yeah, this is your destiny. Join me. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just wonder if uh, Shredder would sacrifice his life to save the turtles in the end. You know, kind of like uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, you're giving it away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Don't... <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, what would you give this episode? One out of ten, my man. Just because the debut
0: of the Technodrome. Yeah. And Crank. Uh-huh and rock city and bebop yep. uh i got to give it a, a 9.5
2: oh no 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 you got to go 9.95
0: all right 9.95 remember, <laughs> remember that from the film
1: 9.95
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i'll never no, do that again no keep no keep singing uh that.
1: rock your body
2: in overdrive 9.95 <laughs> is this from the first movie oh gosh um you remember remember um it's at the very end of the movie uh, and, uh, April and Casey Jones kiss and they're like, oh. Oh, all right, Casey, yeah, I
1: give it a 9.95. Oh, okay. And then, and okay, then gotcha. that
2: stupid song plays at the very end. Okay. Oh, okay. Have you not heard that?
0: I have, you know, and Josh. I, it didn't, I didn't really remember it, well, but when you, when you started saying, I was like, wait a second, because I think in one of our episodes, uh, I think it might've been our first or second episode. Uh-huh. I was looking for more music to put in the background uh-huh. it might have been our second episode and i was recording the credits and the different songs uh-huh. and that one came on and i was like what is this some random 80s song like <laughs> it is pretty not recognize it yeah i didn't recognize it as being in the song but uh i guess i was too focused on uh on casey jones winning the girl to notice the music in the background that's true
2: that's true no well, i mean but yeah I, <laughs> I i you know what i did a couple years ago i actually bought the cd binge turtle cd uh, the soundtrack of the first film, and that song's on there. And I was like, hey. "Nice." I, I kind of like this song. <laughs> I was like, "It's not bad." But, uh, but, anyways, yeah, I would, I agree with you. I, you know what? I'm actually going to take it a notch higher. I'm going to say this is a a ten for me. I think. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia that plays a big part in this, because I remember watching this as a kid. Uh, but, boy, I mean, just the introduction of so many popular characters in the series. So many characters that they're going to have, that are going to be in so many future episodes. Um, just the, the the fact that Splinter's going out there with the Turtles, which makes it feel that much more important. I just love it. Uh, there was there was so much going on in this episode. Uh, so many cool things. I, I, I have to give this a perfect thing. Um, the only thing you know only a couple flaws were uh, I guess a little bit of the voice confusion you know I I think there's one or two scenes like that in the episode but I mean that's so minor to me it doesn't even matter so yeah I gotta give this one a a perfect 10 Nice. yeah yeah well I guess that's it man yeah I I guess it is alright well uh, take us out Josh
0: alright Turtle fans well thanks for joining us for episode number 4 and uh, here's to hoping you enjoy your asparagus and nacho pizza.
2: Cowbugga, dudes. Cowbugga. You know, right from the get go. Uh oh. Did you break some? I'm, I'm okay, sorry. <laughs> you okay? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, sorry, that was my uh, my katana hitting
1: me. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Stragger, you're an insane power magazine! Thank you. Out of the early 90s Watched a lot of TV When I heard the word cowabunga The rest was history When it came to classic feelings There's only one guy I'd see Kicking it in the techno drone Wreaking havoc on New York City Who could be better than Shredder? Doesn't need a cat opener to batter the treader He's got bebop and rock steady and his foot soldiers are ready. better the treader Doesn't need a cat opener to the treader He's got bebop and rock steady and his foot soldiers are ready. better the treader You've got Cray? Destroy them all! Ah, it feels so good to be so bad. They've escaped again! Oh, this is getting very monotonous. I'll get Rocksteady and Bebop, and we'll leave right away. They're taking one of those self-improvement courses on videotape. I'd use this medi-laser on your brain. If it weren't such a small target, go oh, at last! have been swept out of the sewers into oblivion. Oblivion. Oh, so fast than that's The turtles live. Stop the boat. The water pressure should have them. I can't believe it. Oh, me neither. She's got a salad bar on her boat. Patience, Frank. In a short time, the citizens will be too cold to resist us. The solar siphon will soon all the energy from the sun and store it in these solar batteries while the entire planet is turned into a deep breeze that will make the ice age seem like a Turkish bath. <laughs> Did you have a way with words, Skidder. Well, actually, I always wanted to be a writer. But being a ruthless conqueror was my second choice.